Oh, thank you. And I have I'm going to go ahead and hit the mute button so I can toggle now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give, a, give it a minute or so to kick up, and we should be fine. Hopefully. That's, that's, that's the hope, at least. We hope it's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. You can do it, Twitch. Twitch? Twitch? Okay, it is live. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Showing I, an advertisement for me, so. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 the general way of knowing whether or not Twitch is turned on. It's like, oh, is an ad playing? Perfect. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. We're going to be hanging out for the first 15 minutes. little pre-show, little audio check. Be sure to tweet it out. And if you don't use Twitter, then whatever thing that you've decided you want to use works perfectly fine. Go on MySpace? Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> go, go embed this onto your MySpace page along with like 18 pictures of LeBron James. Like I'm sure. I'm also going to do uh, Asian Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you took it back. <laughs> I can't even believe oh, you just wow. said that. I guess, I, if he's gonna do Asian Avenue, I guess, guess I should do Black Planet then, huh? <laughs> wow, you took it back. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I gotta tweet out the name Sultry Bonus. I gotta tweet it out. <laughs> Come join us. About new players in Final Fantasy XIV. Hashtag Soldiery Bonus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna hold on to that name and like never forget it for the rest of my life. Hello, hello hey, everyone. So if anyone's curious, Gilly is the, is the genius. He is the brains behind the title. Oh, I think man. he broke Mr. Happy. Okay. What, because <laughs> now I can't stop laughing? Alright, let's, <laughs> let's make sure the overlay transfers okay. There we go. Looks like everything, all the scenes are working okay. Save the room hype. <laughs> it's funny because people are gonna click that like, whoa, what's soldiery bonus? I want, I want a soldiery bonus. <laughs> uh, seriously, like the whole show is gonna have me talking about that now that you guys know that. Hello, yeah. hello everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's get this party started. Pretty faces. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to go the other way and be like, how come you complimented them and I didn't say anything about me? No. They're obviously talking about you four and not me when it comes to pretty faces. Well, you know. <laughs> As if you, just ha you just have that effect? No. No? We're all pretty here. We're pretty men. We're pretty men. I don't know that we're supposed to be saying that. It's the way it is now. <laughs> it's just the just way accept, it is. Just accept it. Pretty men. Just let it happen. Is there a song with the word... No, no, I that's feel pretty. I pretty feel woman. Pretty. pretty woman. Yeah, that's from uh, what's it? That's from uh, <laughs> oh, what's what's the play? I can't remember. Are you talking it's about the pretty movie? woman, right? Sweeney pretty Todd. Woman? Sweeney Todd. Oh, no, Sweeney no, no. Todd. Oh, Sweeney Todd. It's from a play. I mean, it might be from someplace else. I know the one from Sweeney Todd. You don't know the one from actual Pretty Woman? Is there the one movie? called? See, I don't know that. <laughs> you don't know the movie Pretty Woman? I don't watch movies, man. Wow. I, I just I got I got computers. That's what that's what I do. That's all I do. You watch movies on computers, though, right? No, 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 because, you know, we like to do things legit by the books. 
Oh, I was talking about Netflix, man. Come Netflix on. doesn't have a selection for anything. Don't lie yeah. like you can get anything from Netflix. Do you know like every country has their own Netflix region? Like some movies you can see in the U.S. and some you can't see like let's say Canada or anywhere else. Yep. Hulu's the same. Hulu has their own region of stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would never trust Netflix to see a movie. No way, no how. They'll tell me to DVD it in. I tried to get Space Jam from Netflix. They're like, no, you got to DVD it in. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You don't have Space Jam? Seriously? No, I'm going to see Avengers. That's, that's different. That's yeah. totally different. All right, so let's get a mic check. No one said anyone's audio is bad. Everyone's been talking, but we might as well do an official one. Mike doing the mic check. The mic, mic check. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Sly? Sly check, one, two, one, two. Bueller. 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 Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Frosty, you're up next. Frosty, mic check, one, two, three. There we go. Gilly? Gilly, mic check, one, two, three, one, two, three. And Adagio. Not Adagio, Adagio. Uh, not Adagio. <laughs> Adagio. The Adagio, mic check, check, check. Badagio. 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 All right, everyone. Was there, was there any, any problems with the audio, everyone? Oh, come, you got to go in the chat just to say that, like, just to make sure everybody, <laughs> just to make sure everybody sees that. Yeah, he, it's a thing now. It's a, he's made it permanent. Yeah, when he gets his email, what that's going to be his first. What, <laughs> what did you do to him? He's just my, he's my personal troll. He's your, it's your pocket troll? Yeah, exactly. You carry, you carry around a bridge, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, right under here. Set off the bridge and just get right under. There you go. No, yeah, everyone, well, we've got one all good. I think everyone's just content with everything. It was like, yes, they said it's all good, I'm sure. We all agree, just whatever. All right, everyone, we still have another few minutes before the show gets started, so we're just going to hang out. Happy's mic is quieter than the rest. That's mm. because... I'm quiet. No, that's a lie. I'm never quiet. Don't lie to me. It's because I have Skype <laughs> open, probably. Skype's probably, like, changing the volume of my uh, microphone. I don't know if it exactly works like that, but... Well, I've had it happen before, where I where I open Skype, and it just, for some reason, it, it interferes, almost. Like, because my audio is feeding through Skype, and it's feeding through OBS separately. Adagio huh. Summoner. Okay, there, I said it. <laughs> Is that some? Is that your children, Adagio? Yeah, that's one of them. He's running around. Everyone says I sound really low. I know how to fix it, but unfortunately, it may make me sound unbearably loud for a very short period of time. So, warning. We just aren't uh, going to make you too excited. Yeah. Let's see. All right, I should be a little louder now. A little louder. Sora, it, I could not fit all the I could not fit all of your trolls into one. I got all the trolls. <laughs> you troll, little trolls, Mike trolls, everyone trolls. It's always Skype. Exactly. Maybe you have two windows open, Brune. That's that's a very that's a very common cause of of echoes. Echo. I've done that a million times before. All right, everyone says it is much much better. All right, so we still got five minutes, everyone. Just so we're aware of the topic tonight, we're going to be talking about new players. Gonna be, that's going to be the big thing that we're going into tonight. I tweeted it out. It's going to be a fun show. That's why we have the very clever title, courtesy. 
of the genius Billy. himself. <laughs> so salute, salute. Yeah, listen, I I'm not gonna. I'm bringing it up right at the start of the show. I'm bringing it up. I'm calling it out, soldiery bonus, at some point, one or another, one or words. Anyway, can't words right now. Why just at the beginning? Why not just throughout the entire show? Every time oh. somebody says something, soldiery bonus. Soldiery bonus. Soldiery bonus. <laughs> Who's new? Who's new? Who's new? Who's new? Who hasn't done this before? Technically, when it comes to State of the Realm, we have three new. We have three new people, but they're they have their own podcast, so they're not even like it's new. So it's kind of weird. It's like it's like you're on your alts. They completed like, the trial beat, already. Yeah, they've beaten it already, <laughs> but they're on their alts, and now they're now they're worth soldiering again. Yeah. There we go. I did this on my alt. Sly, if you do this on your alt, where's your main? <laughs> Myth bonus? Oh. That's, that's, too, that's, that's too far old. back. You're taking it way back. When we do the show again in a year, it'll be called law bonus. Whatever. Yeah, I know. It sounds really, really stupid. Law bonus. Law bonus. Bonus. Sly, how long have you been streaming, by the way? Uh, for about... A little over a year back when PlayStation first came out. When PlayStation 4 first came out, um, when the uh, Twitch functionality came in, that's when I started streaming. And then a few, right. months, a few months later, I got an Elgato, and that's when I really, really started streaming. So, yeah. Yeah, I was talking, when I was talking to Miz last night, she said she got into streaming after coming on your show, and I was like, well, shit, <laughs> this line's been yeah. around for a little while. Mm -hmm. I was calling it the law bonus because of the because of the noobs. That's not nice. You love don't lie to me, guys. You love the bonus. You love you like oh thank God someone with a bonus. You don't queue in the main <laughs> yeah. scenario roulette and be like you get disappointed when there's no new people in the in the main scenario roulette. Oh yeah, for sure. I love that extra bonus soldiery. <laughs> it's like hmm, this is already worth one twenty. How could this get better? Mm -hmm. Two twenty. Ah. <laughs> But then when you ask who's new and no one responds, and then that one guy then, wipes then you guys you constantly. Pissed. Then you get pissed. <laughs> like, who's new? Nobody says anything. Either that or they don't have a keyboard. Or they're trying to, <laughs> or they're trying to type using... I've never uh, had that. Well, actually, it's hard to know if you've never had that problem, because if you did have that problem, they didn't tell you. So yeah. They couldn't tell you. Or they're trying to type with PS4 controller. And oh, don't. Them forever. Don't. Slide. No, don't. Don't, don't do that. Don't. Hey, I have I have a keyboard. I have a keyboard. I'm, I know you do, and I'm happy that you have a keyboard. And there might have been a slight echo there for a second, but I'm happy you have a keyboard. But uh, that doesn't. Uh, yeah, I don't think I need to say much. Else. <laughs> All right, I just got to set up one last thing, and that should be good. Perfect. 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 Oops. I hate when I try to change scenes in OBS, and I forget that I'm actually accidentally tabbed into the friggin' browser, and then I end up just opening a new tab, because I use the F keys for it. Have you ever tried using the scene switcher? I have not. I have not. I just, I just, I just map everything to the F keys, and I do it manually through OBS most of the time. What does scene switcher do, really? I mean, I mean, I honestly don't know. I've been looking into maybe trying it out soon, but... I'm gonna just be reading the chat because I already understand. I already pretty much see that Adagio and Gilly are gonna be—they're <laughs> gonna be a part of every experience here. What's Frosty <laughs> drinking? A frosty beverage. Ha! Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, so begins the puns. So <laughs> begins the puns. All right. Frosty. I just 
just need one last thing and we should be good to start this show might be like a half a minute late but i think i think we'll be okay i think we'll be okay. what is that are those bears? my cup those are polar bears it's the coca-cola bears man well then yeah that's definitely frosty cup you're right gilly this this the stream does not endorse coca-cola <laughs> they don't pay they endorse shit. us they, well yeah i guess that would be the more accurate way of of yeah anyway <laughs> done making a fool of myself I just need another 15 seconds or so. We should be good to go. Rose loves it. Of course she does. She's the Moogle Mama. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's not called Mogcast, though, although uh, that's a good good one. It's Mog Talk. Mog Talk. Talk. Koopo Talk. Koopo Talk. Mother of all my... It's just Moogles. Just, we're just Moogle Mog, Moggle Mog, Moogle Extreme. Moglin. Moglin. Forget Moggle Mog Extreme. You guys ready to start the show? Yeah, that's to you, that's to all of you that's, in Skype that's, too. That's not just yes, for everyone. because yes, they're, they're not going to get it for another thirty seconds or so. So the hype is going to be dead by the time they get to ask get asked that question. All right, so I think we're good to go. I am going to go ahead and mute my microphone, and we will get started. Everybody. Hello everyone, welcome to State of the Realm Final Fantasy XIV Podcast, and this episode, special name, Soldiery Bonus, courtesy of one of our guest hosts that I'll be introducing in a second here. Uh, we're going to be talking specifically to new players, people who may be considering joining the game, whether they have any MMO background or not, answer all the important questions, things that they'll need to know, especially as we go towards the expansion. But joining me, first up going to introduce the host that you guys know from every week. His name is Sly, Samuel Sly, aka Sly the Fox, aka Sly, aka Gray Fox, aka, no, no, you're Gray Squirrel now. Sly. Yes, I forgot. I'm Gray Squirrel You're now. Gray Squirrel yes. now. That's right. And, <laughs> and you my boy, Blue. There we go. You my boy, Blue. What's going on? I'm doing good. Sly, how, how, how you doing? How you doing? Real quick. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing awesome. Doing, doing good, awesome. doing awesome. You hear that, guys? He's doing good. He's doing awesome. But we have three amazing guests this week as well as i switch over to the overlay so you can see them all because you don't want to see the the intro card for that long we have the crew of mog talk another final fantasy 14 podcast the guys thank you so much for coming on we got three awesome guests frosty gilly and adagio with dante say hi guys <laughs> how's it going I maybe should. I wanted to see what would happen if I told them all to say hi at the same time, and they all said it at the same time, and it still sounded awesome. You know, great minds think alike. You know, you don't even have to tell us what you're thinking. You just do it. <laughs> it's that synergy. It's that Mog Talk synergy. It's yeah. already there, and it's already it's already in State of the Realm as well. I'm really happy to have you guys here because this is a topic that. Sly and I have touched on a lot, and I know that you guys have recently done an episode talking to new players and. Really wanted to get all of us together in one call. Hopefully Skype doesn't do anything wrong like it always does. And we can actually have a good conversation to talk about all this stuff to the new players. You guys ready to get the show started? I'm ready, man. <laughs> ready, ready, ready. All right, so we're going to start off the show talking about questions that we get from new players a lot. Now, we've all 
streamed at some point. We've all had to talk about these things, and we've all had friends who maybe approach us, approached us about the game and said, hey, I want to know this or that about the game. So let's talk about some of the things that we could talk about, draws or frustrations of the game that players may encounter or may have questions about when they first get started. So um, it's a lot of, lot of us here, so it's going to be hard to get this show going in like just under an hour and a half like we usually do. So if the show's on a little bit longer, don't feel bad, guys. All right? I know you guys go, can go on for like three, four hours. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do I'm that. willing. I'm willing. S Sly's happy. always willing. Sly loves I'm this. willing. I love it. Yeah, I think we <laughs> had Samus on. I think he was starting to doze off a little bit there. <laughs> pretty late for him <laughs> by the time the show was ending. All right. Well, anyway, so let's get started right away with the draws or frustrations of this game for new players. So the first big one that we should probably talk about is the ability to play everything on a single character. Now, I know a lot of you in the chat are experienced players, and you know this seems a bit silly, but guess what? Most MMOs don't do that. <laughs> That's like an unheard of thing. Part of the draw of getting to play the game longer is to make all these different characters and all these different servers and all these different things. Is this... Now, we've, we're experienced. Would you call this an advantage or a frustration, really? Does it have its pros and cons, or is it just all good? Well, I mean, coming from the perspective of a new player, it's confusing as hell. I mean, it's a great idea, but it makes the, you know it kind of just makes the game feel very, very expansive when you're first starting out, and sometimes that puts it on the verge of just being overwhelming. But at the same time, when you start to get used to it, you start to really appreciate it, I think. Yeah, I have to agree with him. I think it's a double-edged sword. I mean, when you first start out, you really focus only on that first job or class, and then after that, like, you just get to in-game content, and you don't really pay attention to other characters. I just recently started my bard, like, almost a year from starting um, A Realm Reborn. So, yeah, it, it can be kind of daunting at first, looking at trying to do everything at once. Now I'm trying to do a bard and maybe something else, and then all my crafters. So, like... At first, it can seem daunting, but once you get used to the game, it it seems a lot easier than you think, or simpler. Yeah, and one big thing that comes with this, though, is you kind of need to have everything on one character with how often these servers kind of get locked for character creation. <laughs> for what a, game, a lot of people go, oh, that game is dead. We have a lot of issues with being able to make characters at certain times of the day, and that is a huge frustration, I'd say at least to a lot of players. I mean, do, do any of you guys have the server issues? So I know you're on Behemoth. You don't even need to answer that question. You got problems mm -mm. all day. What about what about you guys? Um, I mean, we do have server lockouts on Exodus every, occasionally. I know a couple of people have joined just through, through my stream, and they're like, I can't get in on Exodus. I'm like, you're just going to have to, uh, you know, go one of two ways, the roundabout ways of making a character on the server. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, it's horrible, but, you know, I guess that's what you have to deal with. As far as like logging in issues, I've never really come across that, like where we were always in queue and stuff. Um, but people trying to make characters on our servers, like I think the normal time for us is Saturday at 4 a.m. PST to make a character on Exodus. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like limited to one day per week? Yeah. So wait, you're saying it's that on hard. weekdays everyone's waking up super? I guess they got to go to work, so they're not sleeping in. I guess that makes That's sense. That's true. But Exodus, you know, that's not even really a server. I've heard of character creation lock issues. You know, when you when people talk about their issues, like, oh, Behemoth, oh, Excalibur, oh, Hyperion. Exodus is really That's also, the worst. Really? That's like, that's that's crazy to me that yeah, like, literally it really just reaches in, that far with these problems. Just in the past week, I've had three or four people complain about the server being locked to character creations. I'm like, 
you know, sorry. You're happy about it at the same time. They're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny because I was supposed to be on Gilgamesh, and then my buddy was like, I'm in. I'm like, I can't get in. Me and my girlfriend couldn't get in, and then we're like, I see Exodus. Let's just go there. And then sure enough, it became a high pop server. I'm actually glad to hear that a lot more servers are, and that should be something for new players as well. A lot of people ask about the population. Sure, these character creation locks can be a bit annoying, but it is still a sign of, a, of good health when it comes to the game's population. I mean, we're going to talk about some things that may be taking up extra space on our servers that we would, uh, we would prefer if they would just go away. They're all black mages, and we all want them all gone. But we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So on top of... So once you get past making... Because, I mean, we could sit here and talk about making an account with Square Enix the whole time. I mean, that's just... That could be a whole show on its own, and everyone's smiling at the topic of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> making a Square Enix account is a complete disaster sometimes. Losing your email, your one-time logins, your phone dying. Please, if you use the one-time login, there's an emergency password. Don't ignore it. Trust me. <laughs> now, I've heard stories that you can have the one-time password and the emergency password, but then to use the emergency password, you need the one-time password one-time to log password. in to use it. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely horrible. But anyway, once we've gotten past all those problems, people want to know what they can actually do in the game. So we have a lot of systems here that are very unfamiliar to even people moving over from other MMOs. So the first thing we really want to talk about, and one thing I want you guys to kind of elaborate on when we're talking about this, is playing, doing these things with friends versus doing them solo. You know, if there's any pros or cons versus with uh, those two different topics, I really want you guys to elaborate on that because that's probably the biggest thing because a lot of people come in here solo, some people come in with friends. So the job class system is the first thing, and this is pretty much the biggest thing when it comes to being able to play everything on a single character, this system. Let's you use abilities cross-class, lets you level everything on a single character. I mean... Is this not the most confusing thing probably to a new player? Is all the things coming in here? Oh yeah, I would definitely agree. It's like overly complicated for new players. When you create like a new character and you level up to 30, you don't think, oh, now I get to go back and level up 1 to 15 on another character to go on with the rest of my uh, class. But, you know, I'm happy they're eliminating it for the new jobs. But, you know, I still like how they reward players for going back and playing these other classes and give you a few new abilities. Say, hey, well, I leveled up this class, so I'm a little bit stronger because of it. But I wish they wouldn't make it completely required for things like provoke for warriors. I think that's a fair thing. Definitely confused me when I was starting out, and it still confuses me. I was trying to talk to uh, one of the guys that just joined the game recently, and he was like, what do I need to get for this to uh, go into this job? And I was like, I'm going to have to look. I've been playing this game for like a year and a half. I'm going to have to look it up to find out what job you or what classes you need to make that job happen. Because, I mean, I've got to the point where I just leveled everything up to 15. So as soon as I get whatever I want to 30, I can just jump straight into the job quest. So it doesn't matter anymore for me. That's a good piece of advice. Just level everything to 15. It, it's a little bit frustrating, but at least with the job class system, when you do something like that, when you have that first class or job at level 15, the other ones are all 50% faster when it comes to getting EXP from like monsters and fates and whatnot. That's one, that's one benefit of this system is you finish 50 on one job, on top of not needing to make another character, you, could, you get a bonus for having that first 50. Yeah, I guess on the other aspect, if you want to look at it, it makes you talk to other people, so you're talking with friends versus 
being alone because you have to figure <laughs> out what to do. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that that stretch there. Although that's another thing about the job class system. When you first get started, your starting city is depending on your class. So if you try to start the game with a bunch of new friends, if you guys aren't playing all the right classes that start in the same city, you guys aren't going to get to play with each other to level 15. And yeah, that's I wish least. somebody would have told me that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> And then they were like, oh, you got to get to the airship quest, which was, I think was like level 15. Yeah, so you can yeah. actually travel. And I'm like, oh, my God. Jen's in Ulda. I'm, I'm in Ulda. Jen's in Limps. I'm like, well, oh, I can't really stuff. quest together. I mean, you could just go clutch and hoof it the whole way. Limps is, Limps is the worst of the bunch, too, because there's a boat that they don't even let you use. They just, yeah. you're, you're, that's it. You're done. You can't even do that fun walk to Mordona at level one. Can't even pick that. So... When it comes to the job class system, that also includes crafting. Because unlike a lot of other games, you can also, at least currently, level every crafting class or profession, whatever you want to call it, all the way up to level 50. And it even has the same thing where you can share abilities across classes. Now, we talked about this, we talked about this quite extensively the last two weeks. But real quick, any thoughts on the crafting in terms of... Being able to level everything on one, is it an advantage? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I mean, for solo play, it's got to be a good thing at the very least. Uh, well, honestly, with the crafting, it's at the point where you have to level everything up to be even semi-viable. So, I mean, it's a, it's a fun system, but at the same time, you have to put that much time into it to even do anything. So it's just like, yeah, I don't think it's that great of a system. I, I want to see what they do, into it too, uh, do to it in 3.0. Mm. Gil, you got any thoughts? Crafting was a pretty pretty much a snooze fest to me. Like when Exal when the Exali dailies came out, that's when I started, and I think my highest craft was my carpenter at level ten when Exalis came out. <laughs> <laughs> and is your carpenter at fifty, or did you give up after a day of Exal? <laughs> uh, it's it's fifty. Well, the first couple, the first phase of that, yeah, it was a nightmare. I was like, I don't know how to craft. I'm like just pushing random buttons. I'm like, I think I got it, and it failed again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got this. Think about that. Uh, for new players, having a rotation, like a battle rotation for crafting. crafting. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I love it. You love it? I do. I mean, it's it less boring than, you know, just sitting there, oh, let me craft one th you know, 99 of these things so I can craft the next thing, 99, and just go make a sandwich or something. I don't but know. But that I, sandwich, I but now you have to wait to eat that sandwich. You gotta wait till you're done. You can't take a break. You gotta do all those materials. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. But then again, you know, people who'd want to go make a sandwich while crafting aren't hardcore crafters, <laughs> right? What if they're ah. making a sandwich on their culinarian while making a sandwich in real life, and they're making the then, same sandwich? Sandwich. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. That's just that's just crazy. I think the universe would implode. <laughs> gotta yeah. make finger sandwiches. There we go. All right, so we don't want to talk about crafting too much. It's we've had so much crafting talk the last few weeks. So one thing that another bunch of players are probably not used to in an MMO, unless you've played maybe something like Star Wars The Old Republic, a story. The game has a story. I know that seems like a stupid thing to have to point out to anyone who might play a single-player game and come over. That's not a very normal thing in MMOs, to have a fully fleshed-out story that keeps getting additions onto it. It's become a little bit more recent, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more common in recent years. But 14 really pushes it all the way. I mean, what do you what do you guys think? Is the story worth it for new players? Someone just wanted to come in and say, I just want to play to 50, finish the story. What would you say to them? I would feel extremely sad for them. Why? 
because the storyline is so awesome. Oh, if they just do the storyline, or if they wanted to skip the story? No, they want to just watch the just, story. They want to oh, okay, play no, okay, solo yeah, and sorry, do the I, story. I thought I, I misheard you. Uh, yeah, that would be. I mean, that some people do that. Some people just oh. want to get in the storyline, and I mean, I'm all for that. The story in this game is so freaking awesome. I mean, aside like aside from Star Wars: Old Republic, this is the best storyline I've seen in MMO. Period. And that's hard to stand up because Star Wars is a pretty good one. I mean, I would completely disagree and say it's boring. Uh, but that's just saying, when you, and this is more of the initial stuff. Okay, so when you first make the character and you start going through the story, Final Fantasy has this thing that they've been doing kind of recently where they just start talking like you know everything as soon as you get into the story and they throw out all these terms and names. and like You don't understand exactly what they're talking about until you're like halfway through the game. Um, and I, don't, I just don't like that. But in the end, since I know it a little bit more, it is more entertaining, but as a new player, I think it's... I don't enjoy it. Now, Frosty, did you start with 1.0 or 2.0? 2.0. So do you feel like you're at a disadvantage for not playing 1.0, understanding the story from 1.0? Probably. And, I mean, anyone who comes into the game right now would be at a disadvantage, right? Listen, the story in 1.0 is good. It was the only redeeming factor of that, <laughs> of that part of the game. <laughs> so does this make you want to go back and, you know, kind of research don't and do a little don't bit don't of research? on? yeah. I mean, I would want to, but at the same time, you know, coming into the game as a new player, I would be confused by everything they're throwing at me, and so it would actually kind of turn me off, and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch the cutscenes anymore, and so you go through the game watching none of the cutscenes and knowing none of the story just because you're not that interested into what they're saying. But that's just me. So, Gilly, we've been talking about story for a brand new player, but one thing is solo versus friends. Now, a lot of people come in, and a lot of Final Fantasy people, uh, they come into this MMO, which is obviously a big, uh, a big amount of people come in just because it's a Final Fantasy game. Uh, they come in kind of having always played single-player RPGs that are solo-based, and it forces you to play with other people <clears throat> at certain points, no matter what you want to do. Even if you want to solo queue into the Duty Finder, at some point, at least three to seven other people are going to be part of your experience. Gilly... If, you, if somebody said, can I do it entirely solo, how would you uh, sort of approach that question? Would you talk to them about the Duty Finder and kind of give them some warnings about that going forward? Um, I would actually bring up that um, where every game you go, you would have to be careful on who you actually... Well, you can't really be careful on who you queue up with because it's all random. But I would actually like caution them, like, all right, there are going to be some douchebags around the world that is going to be try to troll you or even you know try to persuade like tell you how to do your job you know but at the beginning there's no real um safety net to actually tell you how to actually play the game unless you actually went through the hints and suggestions that the game has given you yeah and on top of that you have things like castrum where you want to experience the story and people don't really care. They're happy that you're worth a soldiery bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't care that you actually want to watch the story. They just want to go fast. And that's a big problem for a lot of new players that do enjoy the story and don't just skip all the cutscenes. I mean, do you, do you think they kind of learned their lesson at this point? Stop attaching cutscenes to super big fights and especially super long instances. Do you think we're going to see that going it, forward anymore? It looks like they are because, I mean, even with just like the cutscenes from the final coil, they have the cutscenes generally after you leave the portal and then the cutscene initiates. So it's not, it looks like they're trying to uh, not throw it in the middle of a fight. I mean, granted that's coil and, um, you know, there's not really huge mob pulls in that. But, I mean, you know, maybe. That's the hope? 
We hope that there's not another Castrum. Because it sucks, because Castrum is actually a pretty cool dungeon, in my opinion, for all you new players out there. It's a, a dungeon you'll do eventually as part of the main story, but it gets ruined because there's like 8 million cutscenes every two steps you take. <laughs> so, hopefully that gets a little bit better. So, I mean, we're talking about dungeons. That's another big aspect of the game. Because, again, this is a part where you're going to be forced to play with other people, whether or not they're main story, you're doing the side dungeons. But there are a lot of dungeons in this game, and they really pride themselves in making these, like, I guess I'll call them short little dungeons in the game. If somebody were to say, how are the dungeons, which I've never heard anyone ask before, what would, what would be some details that you guys would point out to them? Sly, let's hear from you, because we haven't heard some, from you too much this, this night. Some are okay, some have good level design, some are meh, like, going back to when uh, Wondrous Palace Hard Mode, um... On the poor keep and keeper of the lake came out. Those were okay dungeons. We have so many better dungeons in this game, and there's a good variety. There's a lot of dungeons to do. There's a lot of guild has to do. Like there's a lot of variety. So you'll you'll easily find your favorite amongst the many dungeons that you that you have. Frosty, what about you? Well, I'd say like. I like the dungeons, but I wish at in-game they would make them a little bit, like they would a offer some difficult dungeons that had the bosses that were kind of on the same tier as maybe like Final Coil, if not just a little bit lower than that. So you would go through, you'd fight all the monsters, you'd get to the boss you fight, and it's like a 40-minute experience uh, that's actually kind of difficult. I would enjoy that, but coming into it as a new player, I mean, they're great, they're basic, there's nothing too crazy about them. I just wish they explained flash or overpower a little bit better to Oh tanks. my god. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering, those are two abilities that tanks, you're going to learn to use them a lot. Don't just never use them. Trust me. Trust us on this one. And you said 40 minutes. Now, you're talking about just the last boss or you're talking about the whole dungeon? The whole dungeon. So, okay. like if the whole dungeon goes on for about I mean, sometimes they take about 40 minutes. That's yeah, about we don't average, talk like... about those dungeons. <laughs> okay. We don't want to talk about Stone Vigil and Orem Vale. They should know that there's some pretty annoying dungeons out there while you're leveling, but... <laughs> Stop spamming that Riot Blade and Shield Bash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The enemy can't be stunned. Can't you see it's as fully resisted? <laughs> see, take all these little things that we're saying, because we're making, like, jokes and quips about, like, things that we see in the, in the Duty Finder, which is where the majority of the content is, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Take these things as little bits of advice here and there if you're a new player looking at the game. Read all your abilities is what we're really trying to say here, especially before you enter a dungeon. So you were talking a little bit about Coil, and I'm sure a lot of new players wouldn't know what that is. So to clarify, let's just discuss raids altogether. Raids are supposed to be like dungeons, but way harder. And normally a lot shorter, but it's all about the one boss encounter at the end of each individual raid. This is... Argue this. There's a lot of points you could argue here for new players, especially if they're coming over from other MMOs with extremely large raids. So uh, let's see, Adagio. I want your opinion on this one. Raids, complaint, or um, do you have anything that you want to like that's good about them? You would like to say? I think the raids are pretty good. Uh, I just don't like the fact that they tend to recycle a lot of mechanics like. Dive bombs. Oh my! They've seen dive bombs how many times now? I'm sure. I mean, they change up a little bit, but I mean, it's still the same basic mechanic. Um, but I mean, I like the feel of the raid. I like the story behind uh, the coils and and the bosses. I mean, they do have some pretty good mechanics coming down through final coil. The first, I mean, well, the second coil has some good mechanics too. But you know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, 
turn seven. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think, I, think that, I think the raids are pretty good, and I, I, I want to see what they're going to do with Alexander, honestly. Well, uh, a big thing, and Gilly, I'm going to get your opinion on this, the size of them. Now, some MMOs out there, not just the one everyone's thinking about, but other MMOs out there, usually when they have raids, it's like a big instance with a boss here, and then you continue the next part, and it's a boss here, and it's all one giant instance with like seven to ten bosses. Final Fantasy XIV prides itself more in making less boss encounters that are that are separated, but are generally harder, and with only one difficulty available as of right now. Some people complain about that. There's no level for entry, there's very few bosses to clear. Gilly, if you had, or do any of these things bother you at all? Uh, I think the only thing that bothers me about the whole raid and like just area it would be the circle arenas. I'm tired of getting circle arenas all the time. Um, but as far as like, you know, stuff like, you know, going down a narrow hallway and then here's your boss room, seems pretty straightforward um, to a sense. Because uh, you're kind of already expecting, like if you look on your world map, you can see the big boss room. You're like, all right, that's where I'm going. But they also instance you to like another floor or, you know, for instance, AK, they instance you from the bottom level to the top level. And then you go against the lizard gecko thing. <laughs> <laughs> lizard gecko thing. So you, do you wish that there was less of that? Like, not even, I guess, just in that sense. Like, for example, you talk about aim to poor keep hard mode right there, uh, one of yeah. the dungeons. Instead of letting you walk and explore the entire place, they tell you, no, you don't need to do all that. Just we're going to send you to the next part of the dungeon that's important. As opposed yeah. to letting you explore. So do you wish these things, like the dungeons and the raids, were kind of more open? Like, a little bit more exploration, yeah. Um, that's why I one of my favorite fights is turn 13, because you have a lot more room to explore, or, well, to play around in. Uh, it's a bigger circle. It's a bigger circle, yeah. <laughs> it's still, but it's still a circle. You're still trapped in the box. Leviathan was a rectangle. I mean, <laughs> that's the best they can do. I mean, yeah. the one fight where they made a circle, but they didn't make it level, turn 5, and we've already seen what happens as soon as the arena's not level. Yep. So they, until they can figure out a way to not make terrain screwed up, as long as they can get it right. But yeah, I mean, the only complaint I guess I'm leaning towards is just the fact that it's like, oh, turn one, exit, loading screen, enter, loading screen, trash, boss, exit, loading screen. So many loading screens between all these things. Nobody, it seems like nobody has a problem with this but me. Every, everyone's so do you have a problem with turn three? Um, it's, it's fun. <laughs> turn three, I would not mind turn three if there wasn't a difference. If it was literally you beat turn two and then all of a sudden it doesn't exit you or anything, you go through turn three and you're at turn four. Then, then turn three would make perfect sense. So you don't like the rat race? I would love it if there wasn't four loading screens between turn two and turn four, <laughs> which there is, unfortunately. Um, okay, so those are like the biggest things that people generally ask about you know is the story good are there cool raids are there cool dungeons you know what kind of jobs are available those are all pretty common questions you players get but there's some things that people might not recognize by name and we've been using them pretty often here uh one big thing is the duty finder which for those who don't know is a way for you to just look for other people to do dungeons you have no idea who they are just puts you into a pool it picks out four four to eight people that can actually do it and then it sticks you all together and says have fun I don't know how new players feel about that because some some new players are pretty shy when it comes to just playing with other people in general. Well, yeah. I, I, go ahead, go ahead, Slay. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'd recommend it for like lower level stuff. I mean, like you're just lower level dungeons and everything. But in terms of getting like to in game content like raids, well, you kind of need it for um, the CT, the gift of the Archmage. So CT, ST, and uh, World of Darkness. Um, but like Coil, I wouldn't recommend it for. And not at this point. Even with even with Echo and everything, I still wouldn't recommend it for Coil. I would definitely recommend Party Finder because Party Finder is a little less random. You know, you can actually talk to your party before you actually go in the dungeon. So um, Duty Finder is kind of kind of less personal than Party Finder, I guess you could say. So I I prefer Party Finder, like for higher tier content. But and and to clarify, he's talking about Party Finder. That's Almost like the duty finder, except you do know the people that you're going to be going into. It's an, it's within your own in a server. Way. It's in a in, way. it's at least within your own server. You have control mm-hmm. of the party composition, what the goals are. You're not just saying I want to do this and win, and that's the end of it. There's still a level of randomness to party finder, but you, like I said, it's your own server. Like you said, it's your own server, um, and you get you at least get to talk somewhere. As in duty finder, you're just waiting, and then oh, your queue pops and you're in. So now I see somebody. Talk about something, and uh, Daji, I want to get your thoughts on this. Somebody, someone in the chat, you don't have to talk to them. Now, this is an MMO. It's an online Rich. game. So, new players talking in Duty Finder. Just, I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Just, should it, they just ignore everyone? Should they try to get involved and start talking? Uh, it, I really, really wish they would talk more. I have it set to where I like say, "Hey, how's everyone doing?" When I go into a dungeon, and I expect them to replies, but for the most part, it's, I usually get silence, and it's a sad thing. I really wish that um, people would express themselves more in the game. I mean, yeah, sure, you're only going to be with these people for like 40 minutes, but I mean that you're like special to those people for 40 minutes. Why don't you like? make the dungeon a little more fun and just like chat amongst each other. I mean, I, I don't see why people are just like, oh, I just want to get the shit done. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else have something to add to that? No, I just agree with them. I agree. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I, um, and that's not saying anybody against like anything against anybody who you know, doesn't like to talk or really can't talk because of what we were talking about before with the whole keyboard and everything. But yeah, I kind of wish people in dungeons like would talk. I'd at least say hello and everything. And you know, if anything goes wrong, sorry or something along the lines. You know, just to kind of make them aware that I'm there and I care. <laughs> Sly <No>. cares. <laughs> Do you hate it when people call you like Bard instead of like Sly or whichever handle you use? No, 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 no. I don't like. I'm guilty of it too, because I like I'm really even in the heat heat of action. Like I'm really not focused on name all i know is tank and yada yada if it's a four-man dungeon if it's like an eight-man dungeon i'll definitely go by name but yeah i'm completely the opposite if someone says tank do this i'm like okay black mage thanks you're like a Why like, have i have black a mage. name you're like i have a name i want you to use my name that's excuse what you're saying excuse me i am not just another pretty face i have a no. name <laughs> And a lot of people are talking about, we're talking about talking in these dungeons, but we, we are just literally talking about typing, because there's no in-game voice chat. And considering this game is on consoles, that's almost become a staple of multiplayer console games. And whether or not you like it, I mean, Gilly, you're the only one we haven't heard about this topic. Would you rather have an in-game voice chat, or have you had enough horror stories on Call of Duty to know otherwise? Oh, God. <laughs> 
I'm just assuming you play Call of Duty in that question. <laughs> yeah, 13-year-olds yelling at me, your mom jokes, stuff like that. Yeah, I, to be honest, I'd rather have it be just typing. Straight up typing is all. I'll prefer that. I mean, there's times when I just zone out and just do what I do on a, in a dungeon run, but having to have someone, some little kid or someone that does not know how to play the game just yell at me like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Stop getting hit. Or throw a heal at me. Just gets a little toxic and to the point where I just kind of beat myself up. I'm like, okay, I'm doing a bad job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Gilly, you're not doing a bad job. Listen, we're here for you. Thank you. Okay, see, Sly, <laughs> Sly is here and he cares. I do. Okay. Thank you. There we go. Okay, so voice chat. <laughs> Gilly says nope. <laughs> just can't have it. But there are some other systems in the game. You know, we have the duty finder and the party finder. But a big thing that's probably a bit overwhelming is how much inventory space you have in this game. Oh, good lord. <laughs> no, we're not having an intervention this week either, Sly. <laughs> okay? We already talked about this in the crafting episode. We don't need yes. an intervention. We okay? don't. We don't. We don't. So your character starts with, I don't even remember, what, 100 inventory spaces? Plus you have a section alone just for shards and crystals and clusters for crafting. You have an item separate for key items, so that doesn't take up your actual inventory space, and then the game actually lets you hire two retainers each that carry, what, 175 items each or something like that? I think it's seven seven tabs of 25. They can carry your guild, they can sell your items. There's so many options for inventory, yet new players tend to burn that inventory really, really, really fast. <laughs> There's a lot of items in this game. So when it comes to inventory and managing uh, some of the features... What are some recommendations you guys would have? Uh, Frosty, let's start with you on this one. Well, for recommendations, you know, I would say take all the items you have and don't think about what they're worth or anything. Just go straight to the market board or to your retainer, I guess, who is your middleman for the market, market board and just say, hey, how much can I sell this for? And if it's more than you would vendor it, then sell it there. If it's less, then go vendor it and just be done with it. Don't think about crafting. Don't think about anything else. Just... Let the market board take care of it for you. That's a <laughs> lot of confidence in new players you have that just want to be leveling. Really? Because yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing. A lot of new people, they come in like, oh, my inventory is full. What can I do with this? I don't want to go back and check my market board. I'll vendor it all. That's a pretty common way of dealing with it. We're just hoarding everything. Slide. I feel like you're looking at me. And even though you're not I mean, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at myself too because <laughs> I'm guilty of it too. At, like even now as we speak. And even for newer players, when, when you kill anything you're going to get something off of it so that's why your inventory is going to like fill up completely really fast it's going to fill up really fast so like other than armor or weapons that you may need like for the most part for newer players a lot of the stuff that you get off of like killing beasts out in the wilderness anything like that vendor it it doesn't really mean anything but i mean the market like don't get too deep i wouldn't say get deep into the market but don't get into the market just yet like once you start getting maybe materia or you start converting and you're really thinking about making profit then go to the market otherwise just just vendor it just vendor it just vendor it There's, it's strange that there are literally no trash i mean we might look at items as complete trash but there are actually no useless items in the entire game that's true but like for newer players that like unless they're doing crafting which they probably aren't since most of them are new and so sensory overload. Um, yeah, just vendor it. Just vendor it. Vendor it. I'm a pack rat. 
You have everything. Your all of your inventories are full, aren't they? I yeah, I have four retainers, three of which are maxed out just with wow. mats. And then I have one retainer just for my gear and that's already maxed. So, so I started dropping old Allegan gear. I'm just like, oh, to the void. Oh, <laughs> wow. That hurts. That hurts. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they got to be scared at this point because we're talking to new players having trouble with inventory. We've been playing the game. Yeah. And we got, we got mm -hmm. inventory issues. I don't know. I mean, you. there's a lot of things you can do. You can modify the sort algorithms. You can try to sell items. You can vendor them like Sly says because he doesn't care about money. He just says if it doesn't look like it's worth anything, just whatever. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking from the new player side. Like, now I kind of do care about that. So I, I kind of do compare it to the market now. So, like, from the new player side, don't don't worry about it. I wish they would have put, um, like, in the description of the items, like, this, just sell it. Just sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sell it. it. See, that's what trash like items and MMOs usually sell. For. Yeah, an auto-sell. <laughs> sell all trash. It's one of my favorite buttons in other MMOs, oh, and it's God. not here because there is no trash. It's like, that oh, was... my God. That was the one thing I was looking for when I started playing this game. I'm like, there's, an, there's not a sell junk thing? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, because we all want to get rid of it. So that's a lot of PvE stuff that we've been talking about now. But uh, even though we're talking about Final Fantasy XIV, we do have to discuss the other aspect that a lot of games have nowadays. That's PvP. <laughs> now, uh, you guys can't see our show notes. I actually wrote a bunch of stuff down for PvE. For PvP, I literally just wrote PvP. Because I don't think this conversation will take that long. It won't. If some, if a new player came up to you said, "All right, let's let's just let's do two scenarios. I want you to give an answer for both." I've never played an MMO before, but I want to know how the PvP is. And I've played Guild Wars two. Tell me, is the PvP in Final Fantasy fourteen good? What would your answer be to both of them? Adagio, you didn't get any input in on that last inventory bit, so I want to hear yours on this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer everyone's going to have. PvP, I think that it has potential. They just really need to figure out what they're doing with it. I think they kind of just threw it in there as a half measure to say, hey, we have PvP, but they didn't really plan it out too well. It's not balanced. So that meat leads to not being fun, and then no one queues for it. So, like, even for the alliance battles or um, whatever, the, I can't even, war zones, whatever. Frontlines, front there you go. That's the name of it. Um, you can queue up, and you're, like, sitting there for 30 minutes, and it's like no one's going to wait 30 minutes for a freaking PvP queue when you're just going to go in there. There's only going to be eight people on your side anyways. So um, it's they need to figure out what they're doing. And the one thing I do have a problem with the front lines is I think that they need to take the grand companies out of it because when you have three teams fighting for something, it just becomes a huge Zerg fest, and that's just not fun for anyone. There's no strategy there. Well, discussing on the whole grand companies thing, which is another topic that we could go into entirely, uh, all new players really need to know is outside of PvP, it doesn't matter. I mean, can we all agree on that? Like, it'll give you a choice at some oh, yeah. point in the game which one you want to join. And sure, there's some different glamour gear mm -hmm. and maybe a different minion from finishing the hunting logs, but barely matters at all until PvP says, hey, guess what? Whichever one you picked, that's who you're fighting for. And you can't play with anyone else unless they're on the other team. That's a big thing for people when they want to play with friends, which was one of the big parts about this, is with all the systems in place, if your friend is playing in a different grand company, you're done. I mean, that sounds normal to people who may play like World of Warcraft or Guild Wars 2 where they have allegiances like that, but it is still somewhat of a, of a strange aspect to cut you off from playing from both. You both can't play the way you want, basically. You have to decide you want to play the same way, and that's it. There's always Wolves Den. 
There's always Wolves Den. Wolves Den. Yay. Sly, we were talking about 30 minute queues for front lines, and you want to go try to Wolves Den? <laughs> no, one hour okay, queues. No, okay. no, yeah, one hour queues. And the thing about Wolves Den, like, I would say, I would sum up this for PvP to any new player. Don't do Wolves Den, do front lines. Don't. Like, and there are some people who actually take Wolves Den seriously, and, like, this is, like, no discredit to you. I'm just saying I tried Wolves Den just to say I tried it, did not like it. It's just, it's, one, it's a circle. Again, it's a really big circle, and whoever kills the other healer wins. It's, like, you're chasing the healer, which is the greased-up death guy, and he's just running around in a big-ass circle like it's a NASCAR race, and it's, like, it's just, it just didn't appeal to me. So, if you want to try PvP, don't do Wolves Den. Do front lines. It might be a longer queue. Well, no, Wolves Den is longer, but it might be a long queue, but... It's it's better PvP than Wolves Den. That's my recommendation to new players. They should put like a level 15 PvP queue so people can actually try it while having to level to 30 or 50 to get into like the harder PvP. A lower Thank level you. one would be awesome because you can use a small amount of abilities. On top of that, still gain Wolf's Marks and you know level up your PvP. Or they could also add in a system where you do PvP and you level up your actual battle class in there. Yeah, that's another thing that's so strange, is you can't go into... There's no PvP arenas for you to go into at level 10, 20, 30, whatever. There's Wolves Den at 30 and 40, but half the time the 50s have to queue for that because they can't get queues at level 50. Mm -hmm. And this isn't like a viable means of leveling or anything. It would be a great way to expand upon the PvP system and get people interested in it, while also just making people interested in PvP, I guess, is the whole problem. Frosty? I don't think it's possible to get people interested in PvP with just how the servers work. I mean, the latency just completely throws everything off. And if you're coming from any other MMO that has a proper server for it, I mean, you get frustrated in two seconds. So if you're coming into the game looking just for PvP in Final Fantasy XIV, you're going to be one of the most disappointed players uh, I've met. See, <laughs> even though we all play the game, we can be a little bit honest about it. Uh, I would like to make a quick uh, reference. Guild Wars 2, I said, had allegiances. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> server, versus, <laughs> server versus server versus server is not allegiances. I just want to clear that. I just want to clear the air on that one. All right, so these are all draws or frustrations that we have with all the different pieces of content, and there's way more that we could go into here. But another big aspect of it, like we said, it is an online game. What is the community like? Now, that's, of course, there's a lot of different communities out there within the Final Fantasy XIV community, but generally, if you had to describe it to somebody in one word, would it be helpful or toxic? I want to hear each of you on this. Sly, start us off. Extremely helpful. That's two words, Sly. You broke I don't the rule care. Already. I don't care. I'm a <laughs> habitual line stepper. You know me. <laughs> Just stepping. Just keep on stepping, Sly. Yes. But yeah, it's extremely helpful. Ever since I came into this game, this community has been awesome. And like, I really had nothing bad to say about it. I mean, of course you're going to get the occasional um, douchebag player, but at the same time, it, as a whole, this is one of the best communities in gaming, I believe. Frosty, you have anything to add to that? Well, do I have, do I have one word? One word. Okay, I'm going to just say both then. Both? He's going for yep. neutral. Whoa. You must I have had say, a lot more bad experiences than I Well, I've had some really bad experiences. I've had really good ones as well. Mm. I mean, the community is absolutely amazing but if you don't have the bad guys you don't have the good guys right or something like yin and, that yin and yang 
Are you are you turning yeah. this into Batman? Like sort of. Yeah. <laughs> we need every... the guy who pulls Hunt early is the guy we talk oh, about. Oh god. The guy who but pulls he's... Hunt early is the Joker, Gilly's and everyone else himself. is Batman. Gilly freaking early puller up there. <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> and it's like, no man, I just had it on auto run, and someone else attacked it. All right, Adagio, you next. Helpful or toxic? I think it can be general help, generally helpful because I, I feel like if you really need help in the community, you are more than likely going to get anything that you ask for. I mean, if you're like, hey, I don't know where this quest is, someone, someone will respond. I don't know how to play this character. Can someone help me? Someone will respond. I mean, uh, yeah, like, of course, there is that bad player every now and then, but um, I would go into, like, a little thing that I did, but I think I'll save it to later, so... All right, so you guys have something to look forward to later in the show. Gilly, you're the last one. Helpful or toxic? Toxic. Oh! This is, this is only because it's coming from our server. I mean, I've watched all your guys' um, Twitch streams, and I see your guys' party finders, and you guys have, like, 25 to, like, 50 party finders up. Exodus will have, like, two or three. And usually in the description is, know the fight or GTFO. Or... <laughs> You die three times off of Titan Plumes or his landslides, you're out. And then they pick up a new person. But and it's every server, though. Yeah, but to me, it's like I've, I went to Gilgamesh and actually just went there. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of party finders in here. And I just talked to a random person out in Elport, and he was like, yeah, I'll help you do fake grinds. I'm like, awesome. I didn't expect oh. that. That's not necessarily the community being toxic. That's party finder being toxic. That's yeah, a that's, different that's situation. A party finder thing. Yeah, we're supposed to promote Exodus, right? <laughs> no, come on, Kelly. You're, you're a good Exodus salesman right now. I'm like, yeah. going. I'm jumping. <laughs> you're excommunicated. Get out of our server. Wow. So you wow. You just been turned into judge during executioner on him. <laughs> mm. So so All party right, finder. Drew. That's it. Based on party finder. That's it. Toxic. That's never. never only on Exodus though. Yeah, I've never had a really good experience with like people being. Um, nice in the exodus community like when i was first like when i was first starting there was a ton of variety of people there but like at endgame it seems like nobody wants to help each other unless you're in the certain fc clicks you know yeah i think that's pretty common across a lot of servers a lot of new players do ask you know how do we break into the raiding community and we will talk about that a little bit later on in the show and adagio also has something he definitely wants to share later in the show i'm curious about what it is now because <laughs> it's got me on edge Okay, so another big thing that some people might not be used to, depending on if they come from another MMO or whatnot, is content patches. You know, constantly getting updates for the game instead of getting like one or two DLCs and we gotta go buy the next one, like the way that most common console games work or even just uh, single player releases. So content patches in Final Fantasy XIV, approximately every three to four months, give or take a couple weeks. And, uh,. I don't know, that seems like a good, it's been a pretty good pace for me at least so far, and I'd say I'm definitely a, a hardcore player. So what do you guys think, you know, depending on your varying, like, define yourself, where would you put yourself on, like, the don't play a lot to the I play a lot sort of uh, scale? Frosty, let's start with you. Uh, how is the, the pace of the content patches? I mean, it's amazing if you're a casual player, but I mean, if you're kind of a hardcore player, which actually only makes up a... I think a small percentage of the Final Fantasy XIV community, then it's not too great. I mean, you have like a catch-up kind of casual patch, then you have the hardcore patch, or I wouldn't say hardcore, I would say the in-game patches. Um, and if you're playing the game and you're hardcore, you got to be a little bit more creative about how you entertain yourself, to be honest. Uh, you can get in crafting, 
be hardcore crafter, and that's a good option. But uh, other than that, I mean, I'd be open if Final Fantasy XIV took like a Dark Souls kind of turn. But uh, with the community we have, it's going to be more based towards casual players. Adagio? Um, I think for like the really, really hardcore players, sometimes they can burn through that stuff and they're complaining like two, three weeks later, oh, well, there's no more content, what are we doing? I'm, uh, don't burn through content that fast. I mean, they have a, I think they have a pretty nice comparison between hardcore and casual. Um, I'm at the point to where I play just enough to where I'm pretty much finishing up with everything from the previous patch, maybe like a week or two before the next patch comes out. So I'm pretty cool with uh, how they're pacing it. But, I mean, some people might be burning through stuff too fast. Some people might think it's too overwhelming. I, th I think they're in a nice middle ground. Nice middle ground? Well, I mean, the size of these patches is usually large when you kind of look at it on the surface. But like you said, it's kind of, you know, different strokes for different folks kind of deal. So... So, okay, let's let's put let's put casual versus hardcore aside for a second. If you were somebody who just wanted to experience everything in the game, and I mean you're paying you're paying for the game, you paid for it, you bought it, you're paying a monthly subscription, which is a big part of this as well. Size of the patch, sly, too much, too little. What do you got? For the size of the patches that I've seen, I mean it's just right to me, um, and I consider myself in terms of the time I play and how I play, I'm kind of middle of the road between casual and hardcore. Um, yeah, I think it's enough content. Well, for me personally, since I'm new and I don't have everything, I don't have an all on another server, even though I do and I just don't touch it. Um, I think it's enough for me because once I'm even done with it, like I'm still not done with like content from 2.55, um, AKA um, final coil. Like, there's still a bunch of stuff for me to do. I can level any other classes. I I can still work on crafting and gathering. So, like, the content, the patch, the patch content is good enough for me. I'm content. Good enough. Just good enough. Gilly, you got anything to add to that? Uh, not talking about the last patch, but overall. I mean, like, the major, major patch. Major, like, not yeah. 2.55. That's a, yeah. just a small patch, technically. Um, yeah, they've all been relatively huge for me. Like, I am actually one of those people who, when the new patch drops, I want to get attuned and finished up with everything so I can go back to my daily routine as far as, like, you know, doing my other stuff. Because when a new patch drops, it just becomes overwhelming again. And I already was past that phase when I got a ton of classes to 50. So, um, as far as content and value, they've usually been really good with giving us, with supplying us with our demands and so. So there's definitely a lot of mixed feelings about kind of the size and the frequency between everyone here. So let's kind of explain the way that these patches go generally for new players. So you mentioned it, Adagio. Patches kind of change between a more a hardcore progression-based, you know, new end game uh, sort of patch, and then a more casual patch where it's like it's stuff that is it kind of exclusive to groups of, you know, eight that are, you know, going in and trying to figure out all these new fights and everything like that. Stuff you can just kind of jump in, wipe a bunch, but you'll get it down, and then a couple weeks in, everyone will be able to do it kind of easily. So that's designated, that they're designated by either an odd patch or an even patch. Even patches are those super hardcore ones, and the odd patches are the more everyone can do this kind of stuff. So I'd say we, we kind of agree it's struck a decent balance. Do you guys think it's almost a good idea that they do this and it gives people an ability to... It kind of gives people an ability to walk away from the game for a little while, come back when it's something they like? 
Do you guys think that that's like a, a serious approach to this game that new players can think about? Like they don't have to just, I have to play this game constantly and I have to do everything in every patch. I mean, I think I like the way that they do the hardcore, softcore thing. I mean, I played through the whole thing. It, it does feel like kind of a small break. Um, it's been like you've been pushing this really hard content for so long. How about you take a little break and do this fun content that we have out that's like reminiscence of older Final Fantasies. And I mean, I even kind of view it as a semi-soft uh, nerf of the hardcore content because you can get a decent piece of gear out of that that you can use to help you in the hardcore content. So, I mean... I, I like the way that they do the switch between hardcore and set casual content. Mm. Sly, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I like the way that they do it because it just gives, like, like I said, it gives me a chance to, you know, go back and catch up on anything that I haven't done. Uh, AKA I'm leveling Bard. I'm doing crafting. I mean, there's just, I, I have a lot of time to do other things, even if I burn it, like, like burn out like the main stuff and not just like Final Core or anything like that. But yeah, I, I agree. I like the like the um the way that's paced out. All right, so just a unanimous yes or no when it comes to this one. Is it okay to stop something to the game and come back later? Are you completely lost if you decide, hey, I have to put this game down, and then you want to come back later? Are you are you lost? Are you a lost cause? And can you never do that? Yes or no? Just quick from uh, each of you. I think it's fine. Awesome. It's fine. Yes. You can't do it. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. I was like, wait, did he just say you can't? What? <laughs> no, it's it, you do whatever you want. If you're not enjoying it uh, and you want to save 15 bucks for a month, go ahead and unsubscribe. But then again, there's lots of things to do in a game. It's hard to run into things where you're just like, I have absolutely nothing to do, and it's going to be not enjoyable sometime this month for me for 15. Well, it depends on which subscription you have, but for me, 15 bucks a month isn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, right. if you're not enjoying the content, don't force yourself to play. You're just going to burn yourself out. I mean, keep mm -hmm. tabs on the game, but, like, if you need to take a break, take a break. There's no problem with it. All right. Seems like we all, seems like we all share the opinion there. Um, so we've been talking a lot about casual and hardcore. And there's a lot of different definitions on the Internet defining those things. So it comes down to how much you play or what kind of content you like to do. So I put – I have a kind of set here and how long it takes to level up, but we're going to also expand upon casual and hardcore after this. So if a new player asks you, how long does it take to level up if you play hardcore versus how long does it take to level up if you play casually? What would you tell them? Now, real quick, just for the sake of us all kind of being on the same page with this one, casual is somebody who goes, they, works in nine to, they work in 9 to 5, they come home, they have some responsibilities, so they can only play a few hours a night, maybe a few nights a week. Like, that's like probably the, the most serious uh, level of casual and it's not a bad term you just have real life responsibilities but you still want to enjoy the game and then you have the hardcore people who don't care even if they do have other responsibilities they're going to play the game at least four to six hours a day maybe even more and they'll play it five to seven days a week so for each of those different groups gilly how long would you say it takes to level up mm, casually probably about close to a month from one to fifty not to mention if you're going to level, you have to level the alt class to get, you know, your actual job. And then for a hardcore, you could probably get 1 to 50 in a week. Three days tops if you want to go crazy. Three days tops. Wow. That's... Yeah. That's, that's constantly, that's constantly fate grinding, like constantly getting EXP. Never stopping. Wow. Yeah. Three days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I could see that. What about you, Frosty? 
I mean, I'm on the same page. If you're kind of just a hardcore gamer and you get into an MMO and you're just going to play it every single free second you have, you could do it in about a week. But if you're just a casual player that comes on and plays just when you get a good chance and there's nothing else going on, I would say about a month. But, you know, even if you're a really hardcore player and you're grinding out that 1 to 50 and say it takes you about a week, you still have at least 10 more, around 10 alts total, right? 10 classes, 10 jobs. Yeah, uh, not many so, gatherers or crafters or any of that. So if you're hardcore into the game, it's going to take you about five to six months to get everything maxed out. That's a lot. That's, a that's lot. if you're really hardcore. That's if you're really hardcore. And I think it's fair that you can draw any sort of conclusion if you're watching this and you're somewhere in between that. Because it's not like those are the only two types of people that play. You can see it in the chat, Rose saying you know, there is a mid-level where you play maybe five, six hours a day, but you play somewhere between those three and seven days. So I think it's fair to say, uh, Sly, what would you think if, if it was that person? If it was that middle-level person, what would you think, Sly? How long? If it was the middle-level person, I'd say maybe two weeks. Perhaps. Two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, kind of in between um, hardcore where it'll, where it'll just take a few days if they really grind it out. And between casual where it would take them a, around a month, I'd say th um, three weeks to a month. Um, that middle level, I think, would be at least two weeks. Two weeks? That seems like a pretty solid amount of time. Yeah. And, for, I mean, that's good because what if somebody buys the game their first month is free, they can experience it all the way to 50, kind of regardless, because we kind of said even if you play casually, you could do it in a month. I'd say that covered some pretty good points there, everyone, when it comes to, uh, you know, casual versus hardcore. But like we said, there's a lot of different definitions for casual versus hardcore. Now... We have a few discussion points here that we want to touch. So one thing that I brought up before is I like to believe that there's two scales with casual and hardcore. One is how much time you play and one is the type of content you like to involve yourself in. So you have that level of like a hardcore casual who plays the game like 16 hours a day, every day, but does absolutely no end game rating, isn't like part of cutting edge progression or things like that. But then you have the, the casual hardcores who they go and they grind that stuff out, but then they play like maybe two, three hours a week almost. And these are, of course, again, extremes and the sliders go anywhere. But what are your thoughts on these kind of different levels? Like, do these levels exist in your mind or is it just flat out casual, hardcore? You're one or the other and that's it. There's no level in between. I think there I, is an in-between. It's um, really, really hard to define what would be hardcore and casual because like I've told you before and I'll tell you when I, I play I only play four to four hours a day for seven days a week so I mean people might consider me casual on that end but then the hours I do play it's like 11 to 2 a.m. and then That's I have like hardcore. three and a half hours a day of sleep. play so I'm playing for four hours, but I only sleep three and a half hours. So I mean, that's pretty hardcore on one end. So, <laughs> like, how how do, how do you balance what's hardcore and what's casual? The sleepless core. <laughs> yeah, you could you could be. Uh, we need a new core name for you. Adagio core. The Adagio nightmare. Adagio core. No, no, nightmare core is on a total. That's like people who go with the full on both ends, hardcore, <laughs> hardcore. Like the they're sixteen hours a day and they're doing all that stuff. That's on a whole different level. That's nightmare. I hope you don't have nightmares when you're done playing the game of you because otherwise it would be yeah. appropriate. No, there's not enough time to dream. There's nothing. Final Fantasy is my dream. There you go. Now, um, happy, let me ask you a question. When you're talking about hardcore and casual, are you, like, in terms of new players, like, are you talking about, like, in terms of hardcore, are people who, you know, have a static or an FC that they run content with and, like, 
same with casual are these people that just want to you know have a a little group not really an fc but maybe a little bit of static i mean what do you mean when you like what are we assuming with the with the casual and hardcore that's the thing there's so many different ways that this can be taken yet these terms get thrown around to new players as if they're absolutes and and, and see and see the reason i ask this is because like when you talk about leveling you're not even considering the fact that like well, if you join the FC, you're going to get buffs that help you level, or you might have get certain items that might boost your EXP and help you level. So to kind of throw a time frame on it, it's kind of difficult. But like, I think in terms of the in between two weeks is a good estimate. But you're, like, there are other things to consider, like the the buffs that you have, or if you have people helping you level, or helping you power level, or there's a lot of in betweens. But do those in betweens affect casual versus hardcore though? Because I don't think they do. Oh, yeah. I really don't think they do. If any of you guys have something to add in, I know me and Sly could duke this out for a long time. Oh, yeah, we could. <laughs> uh, we could. Well, I mean, it's almost impossible to define someone as a certain, you know, aspect of a casual player or a hardcore player. I mean, if you want to general generalize it, you can. But at the same time, there's just a lot of different factors to it. Uh, I think I want to constantly go towards in-game and beat it, and that's my goal every single time. Uh, but that's like... Even me doing that, I'm still only 1% of the population. Like, or, you know, within 5%, does that make me hardcore? Because I'm beating content only 1% to 5% of the players beat, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. I guess you could also just declare it as, hey, how much time do you dedicate it, and how much effort do you put in the game? I love this topic. Okay. <laughs> We're just asking a bunch of questions with like almost no answers. <laughs> it's just completely sparking everything. And there's also you have to consider with hardcore and casual, the advice you get changes depending on people's individual outlooks on hardcore versus casual. Like somebody brought up in the chat, some people worry about what's a good job to play. You know, are these jobs good? Are these jobs, is, is there any job, is there a flavor of the month, whatever? Hardcore people might say something like, oh, summoner sucks, don't play that. Oh my god, Paladin's the worst thing ever. I'll just hey, play hey, Warrior. Hey. Watch that. Watch out there. Goon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. A lot of the people who go towards a more hardcore aspect, you know, and this is hardcore on the scale of, you know, uh, progression, I guess you could say, might tell you those things. But ultimately, somebody who's played the game and who's kind of experienced everything might tell you just play whatever you want. And is that a viable way to approach this game as a new player? Just play whatever you want? Don't worry about what's the best. What's what can I do to be the best? Honestly, yes. it's really hard to ascribe someone what they should play because it's really about what they're going to enjoy playing. You have to really tell them get in there, try out all the classes. You don't do you want to be a tank? Do you want to be a healer, DPS? I don't know. I can't tell you what you want to do because you have to have fun in it at the end. So it's like there I mean, you can make any of these classes like best in the game. I mean, I it's just a it's a bad question all around just a bad question <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly but that's that's it's a question that so many players have i know you guys have to have seen it at some point where everyone's like hey is this job viable would you just say play ultimately play whatever makes you happy i've actually that. told people who popped in my stream like i asked them like what experience have they had with a previous like if they've played an mmo before and I would actually tell them, you know, try tanking. Maybe it's your forte. But I've actually seen people who tanked in, you know, other MMOs switch to a DPS because, you know, just the burnout from doing the same thing or same role in this in another game, you know. Yeah, I mean, just kind of go into it and say, hey, I kind of have an idea of what I want to play. Play that idea. If it ends up sucking, you, 
that's kind of the beauty. You can just go and level another all up and play that class and be happy when you're leveling it even because maybe it's something new to experience. So I don't know. Yeah. It's not like anyone's holding a gun to your head saying, no, you have to yeah. play tank. <laughs> you have to. I mean, I want my cues to be shorter. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's how I leveled my summoner. Scholar and then switched over. Oh, yeah. Well, that's unfortunately, I need tanks. You're a scholar. Oh, well, I guess we don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about scholar tanks right now. Anyway, <laughs> that's not where we want to go. So ultimately, message messages, play what you want to play. Don't tell what don't let people tell you what you should play. Just play whatever you want to play. So moving away from the whole hardcore casual talk, because again, that could be a show in itself. We do kind of have I'd say we all kind of have preferred classes, jobs that not necessarily on an efficiency level we would recommend but just on, on things that we find fun and why we find them fun. So I want to get everyone to just pick one job. You know, I, originally I was going to say we could pick one of each role, but if you had to pick one job that you really enjoy, even if it's not your main job, why would you tell somebody that they will enjoy that job? What is the main draw of the job that you think is the most fun? Sly, let's start with you. A job that's not my main? No, it could be anything, but whatever job that you just think is like, hey, you're new to the game, maybe you'll like this because it does this. I wouldn't have, I would pick, I'd pick two. Two? Again, can't, yeah. can't, can't stick to one? Yeah, habitual line stepper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say, I'd say Ninja, first of all, even though I don't play Ninja. A lot of people are, are going to like Ninja because, I mean, it doesn't, it's not a complicated DPS. And, um, like, a lot of people have fun with it. I know you do, Happy. Don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm a big ninja fan. Big ninja. And, um... I'll go ahead and say Goon. I'm biased. <laughs> you, it's okay I'm, to I'm be biased. biased but I'm why, biased. Why, why would you say Dragoon? Uh, okay, like, at first when I started playing Goon, I mean, you, you learn a lot. Like, positionals, things like that. And even though positionals are eliminated, not all the way, but they're still eliminated... I think I found it to be a fun job when I first started a game. When I first started the game in the beta phase, I started as a gladiator. And I like it was boring to me and seeing where like seeing where gladiator was going to lead to, I I couldn't be an attention whore and that's what what I feel like tanks are. They're attention whores. They have to be attention whores. Um you know you have yeah. three tanks what? on stream with you, right? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, that's not a okay. bad thing. That's he's your job. You have... He's not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's he not a bad thing. Boring. Yeah, I just found it boring, and like, I just feel like I'd, I'd be the worst attention whore. I would. I could not hold hate if I was Hitler. I swear to God. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm a <laughs> I bad... I, I'm a that's bad tank. Good. I'm a bad tank. That's, <laughs> so... a very, that's a very extreme metaphor you just said. <laughs> <laughs> His shield was on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible tank, so yeah, I I, I just like, I just prefer any melee DPS, even though I am like bard. So yeah, you guys can't see me right now. I'm still laughing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Frosty. Okay, <laughs> we got Sly's opinion. Frosty, <laughs> I I would say maybe Black Mage, even though I don't have one leveled up all the way, just because you make things explode. Uh, and it's kind of just a fun thing to just sit there and kind of balance back and forth. You don't run out of mana either, so you don't really hit that point. Uh, I guess you kind of do. Because um, I mainly play tanks, so I can give you lots of opinions on tanks, but I would say if you're just starting out and 
Black Mage is kind of like a classic role in Final Fantasy games. So if you like Final Fantasy, you're probably going to like Black Mage and make your character named Vivi or something. But I don't know. I think uh, if you had to start off and I had to suggest just a class for someone to play, I would say that class because it's simple in itself. That works for me. See? Uh, let's see. Adagio. Since we got three tanks here, I'm looking forward to the remaining two opinions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to have to go straight with my paladin. That's just how it is. And why? <laughs> uh, honestly, because I just like the way they feel. I know a lot of people, oh, they're so boring. One, two, three, one, two, three. But honestly, it's more than that. You can get way more in-depth with it. And, I mean, I mainly like it because in most raid situations, they are the main tank. And I love to be in control of the raid situation like that. So... Yeah, that that might make me an attention whore, but, you know, I love it, so. That, it's not a bad thing being an attention whore. Like, that's your job. You have to be one. If you're, if you're a bad attention whore, we're probably going to wipe. <laughs> probably. Well, I guess I'm not holding aggro. All right, and the final tank. can't believe three tanks. Gilly, let me know. What's one class and or job that you would tell a new player? Hey, just give it a shot, and why? I would... It's kind of a toss-up for me. I would go with Dragoon and Black Mage. The only reason I bring up those two is they're the most flashiest of all the classes. Because when the first... I'm a Paladin when I first started, and then the first time I saw Dragoon's jumps and then their Dragon Fire dive, I was like, dude, I want that. And Paladins only have Riot Blade. Oh. <laughs> and then black mage yeah you have all these flashy abilities you know stuff's flying all over the in the area and then you have flare and then you have you know blizzard on the floor and stuff it's just cool to me like visual effects is what really attracts me to those two classes yeah but if you're the tank you get to be right up inside the explosions that's even better right so let's be honest like... you're, ki you're kissing mobs 24 7 <laughs> in the face is that how they hold aggro with like their is that how it dodges? It dodges you have, to, you, have to have this, you have to have the sex appeal to be a good tank. That's just how it is. So that's why they all glamour to bikinis. Okay. I, yeah. I, I figured that one out. Okay. So um, I guess I'll throw mine in there. Uh, Black Mage is actually one that I recommend because a lot of people just like big numbers. Even if they don't come out as fast, it's it's gratifying thing to see. I know people that don't care. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, I hit for 4,000 damage. Even though your DPS is, like, the same as everyone else's because of the cooldown and the way it works, it's just big numbers are always a beautiful thing. Every time I'm playing Warrior and I hit for, like, over 2k damage, I go nuts. It's so fulfilling, especially because you're a tank. Like, jobs that do that to me are the, the like, ones I recommend to new people the most. Um... I'm just, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with any job that does that, but Black Mage is the one that probably does it best in terms of the big one. So it seems like a lot of people are going to pick up Black Mage after this, because we all seem to rec well, three out of us seem to recommend that, so. Unless you want to play Paladin, you could be like Adagio and kiss mobs, apparently. Kiss mobs, look at Bahamut look at thingies. Him, look at him, look at him in the very, very wrong spots, because he's a very, he's a very big dragon, and, uh... You're kind of just standing under him, looking up. And well, he kind of does that one move all the time. You kind of feel a little weird about it, right? Where he uh, heavy thrusts you. Come on. <laughs> he keeps thrusting. Let's, let's, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. New players don't need to know about all that. Um, <laughs> okay, so before we move on to something a lot of new players are interested in is the expansion. Some people, it's their first expansion. Some people just want to know what it's going to be like compared to other MMOs. Do you have one story that you would like to share about your experiences when you first started playing the game? I'm not going to do this because I started playing 1.0 and that's just a horror story no one needs to hear. 
So I want to hear one anecdote from each of you. Sly, let's start with you since we started with you for the last one too. Not really an experience, just the experience as a whole. When I first got into uh, 14 and in 2.0, like it was just sensory overload. I looked at it as a Square Enix slash Disney, a Square Enix Disney park that has everything that probably wants to kill you. And it, it was so much fun. And like there's this and that, there's little nods to other Final Fantasies. And it was just a lot of sensory overload to me. And like to this day, there's still some things that still amaze me. Um, yeah, that's just my whole experience right now. All right, Frosty. Let's. What about you? You got a, you got a little story or experience you want to share? Uh, well, I mean, I don't have one general story either, but I guess I can give you one from a few weeks ago if it makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but, you do whatever you want, man. But, but if you want to share, go right ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, and I told you guys this too before, but you know, when I first started playing that this game. I'm, I agree with Sly. The first thing I noticed is that it seemed vast. Like, there's just lots of things. And it's not just with the areas, but with, like, everything. All the classes I could play, the crafting, different ways to get EXP, and just various other little surprises out there. I mean, uh, like I said, I mentioned you guys, I didn't know Holy Stunned until, like, a few weeks ago. Uh, and so I'm still learning things about the game, like little bits. Uh, and I've been playing this game for a, a while now, and that's kind of surprising to me. So... I guess that's the best description is that if you get into the game, there's just a lot of things to do and there's a lot of stuff to learn. It's surprising. I'm sure it's surprising to more than just you. <laughs> Adagio is just probably, I, I feel like I'm looking at Adagio and he's just like, <sighs> didn't know it's like, that's my answer. Have you ever done speedruns as a white mage before that? And you're just like, oh, why does the tank stop taking damage? Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I'm in Brave Fox and there's like a whole moment there where I'm not taking a lot of damage. What's going on? <laughs> no. Adagio, what about you, man? Um, it's not going to be some... I mean, it was kind of a personal experience, too. When I was leveling White Mage, I got to this, in this dungeon with this tank, and he was so terrible. And it made me feel so bad that I, like... I was like, dude... Because he was playing... The, he was trying to go Paladin route. I was like, dude, I have a Paladin leveled. Do you need me to help you? And instead of, like, in any other MMO where you'd get the player like, shut up, do your job, blah, 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 he was like... Yeah, dude, I really don't know what I'm doing. And we ended up not finishing that dungeon. He was on a different server. This is uh, the story I was saving from earlier. Um, and I was like, okay, dude, we're about to time out of this dungeon, and I, I really have a lot to tell you, so tell me what server you're on. And I, I made a character on the server just to come help this dude out. And I went there, told him all about the basics. of. I mean, this dude was so bad, he was just spamming Rage of Holoni over and over again because that's how he thought he was going to hold aggro. Um, so I went there, and I was expecting him to be like, oh, get, the, get out of here, why do you come bothering me? But no, he, he was actually interested in what I had to tell him, and that was a new experience for me um, right off the bat, because like I said, most people, if you try to help them, they're just like, dude, mind your business, I'm doing my own thing. So that, that, I think that was a good experience for me. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a little heartfelt story. And we've all had those members, those new players in the Duty Finder that just don't want your help. They don't care. <laughs> They just want they don't they just don't care. I'm glad to I'm glad to hear you had a good experience with someone like that. Gilly, do you have something that can follow that up? Because now I wish I'd save the Dodge for last because you got to follow that up somehow. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I would honestly tell the new players to honestly just enjoy the environment. Enjoy just seeing how much the developers have actually put into making a world fit in that certain time area. 
Um, and then on top of that, you know, the moment the grind from one to fifty, you actually start seeing an evolvement of environments. You start seeing, you know, instead of being in towns and valleys and stuff, you're more into like more mechanical, like you get into the Magitechs, stuff like that, you know. Just enjoy what you see. Like the environment was the one thing that really caught my eye when I start when I joined the game. Just how big the structures were, how big the cities were, and then when you actually got into the open where you're like, crap, I'm lost. Where's this mob? <laughs> well, seems like we all have good stories. Like I said, I can't share any of my own because you don't want to hear any 1.0 stories. <laughs> or do we? Eight, do hour, eight, we do. eight hours a day, eight people killing raptors, just praying to get experience points. <laughs> For two months to hit level 50. Be glad we're I in a realm reborn. I really don't know how you did it. I did about three days of 1.0 and I was like, nope, see ya. I'm going oh. somewhere else. What can I say? Uh, at least I went back to Final Fantasy XI after that. But anyway, <laughs> actually, no, I didn't. That's a lie. Went back to WoW. But anyway, we've spoken a lot about things that are currently in the game and all the things new players can look forward to now or things they should do to prepare themselves now. But they have to think about the expansion coming up. Now, for those who don't know, an expansion, I guess you could think of it like DLC for any other game. It, uh, it costs a one-time fee, and adds on a bunch of areas, a bunch of new jobs to play, in this case a race, uh, you know, new bosses, new dungeons, new raids, new all the stuff that we were talking about before, and a truckload more. So new players, that's a lot of stuff for them to think about now, even though it's not till like a little bit under two months from now. So biggest new player question we, got with, we get with the expansion, or at least I think we all get it, should I play now, or should I wait until the expansion to play? Now that's a stigma that's gotten because other MMOs tend to use this as a complete reset button to catch everyone back up. There's almost nothing you need to have had done before that you can't do afterwards. What do you think now? Because on top of needing to buy the original game, buy the expansion, and now pay for a monthly subscription, you now have to worry about anything that you have to do beforehand. Should you play now? Should you play when the expansion comes out? Do it now. No point in waiting. You have to do the 255 story to get into 3.0. There is no reason to wait for expansion. Why are you still watching this podcast? Go play. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Gil, you are not, not a good salesman. Now. First Exodus <laughs> and now the show itself. <laughs> Come on. Don't Gil. start now. Why would you start now? There's nothing in the game to do. If you... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm joking. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I wish I could play devil's advocate here, but there's absolutely no reason to wait. I mean, if you're just don't think about it. Just get the game, enjoy it. If you like it, keep playing it, uh, and you'll be that much farther ahead when you get Heaven's Ward. There's no reason to wait. That's why I tell the people that come in my stream, should I get this game? Get the 14-day trial. Try it out. There you go. Don't even need to learn anything about them. Just let them form their own opinions. So you're actually mentioning something, Adagio, you mentioned it as soon as I threw the question out there, that you actually have story that's required from the first part of the game, A Realm Reborn, which is patch 2.0 to 2.55, that's required to do certain things in the expansion, and the closer we get to it, the more it looks like it's important when it comes to even unlocking the newer jobs, which is a little bit strange. What it, Do you guys think that that's a a big thing to maybe deter new players and not necessarily go, yeah, yeah, I want to play that. Cool. I have to do all this story before I can even do the new stuff. Great. Or is it like, wow, I have to, I get to do all this and then I have even more. Like, I don't, I don't know. To me, it seems almost like a deterrent. Sly, let's hear your thoughts. I don't think it's a deterrent. And it goes back to what we were talking about with, um, with story with 1.0. Like, like, does it, do it, do we really need to be like, 
in in verse in 1.0 like do we really need to know all the story behind 1.0 to play 2.0 no but it kind of does help in like certain aspects and as of recent a lot of people a lot of people in my stream even are talking lore and i think it's like simple answer it's not a deterrent it helps with lore and there are a few there there's a lot of stuff you need to do i don't think um you can do any um anything starting from like a regular say gladiator in 3.0 i mean it would help if you started from 2.0 it wouldn't make sense if you started in 3.0 what about you frosty what do you think is the 2.55 story being required all those patches of story being required you hit that wall at 50 you can't even go to the new areas until you do god knows how many fetch quests and a few bosses i mean yeah why not i mean i I love that idea because it just adds more content that the user can go through and it's not, I mean I guess if you're trying to play with your friends it's a little bit upsetting but if you're going into it and you want to actually experience the game it makes a lot of sense but then again you guys also know my opinion how they do the story is kind of ridiculous to me where they try to throw you in the middle of it and throw out terms you don't understand so that could be very frustrating for a new player who's not getting used to it and they'll get used to slamming the mouse to skip cutscenes but um, I mean it's the same thing with like me enjoying that 2.5, or not 2, sorry, T5, T9 are still requirements. Because it forces the player to kind of go through all these little steps before they get to the end game. And they actually know exactly the full story and what's going on before they get to it. Alright, well that's definitely a, a different perspective from the way that I would look at it. But there's a big thing with the 2.55 stories that it might lock you out of doing new jobs. As opposed to just locking you out of new story... You can't even experience the new jobs or even necessarily go to the new areas, at least the way they're wording it. So, when it comes to jobs, it's a big thing going into the expansion that you've already learned your jobs from 1 to 50. You now have to learn your jobs again because they're going to completely change from 50 to 60. So, understanding your abilities is a big part. Would you guys recommend that you understand all your abilities and how they work together now... Or look at how that's and all those interactions are going to change going forward into the expansion. Because they've made it perfectly clear. It's pretty much going to be brand new rotations. Brand new ability usage orders that people are going to have to get used to. Adagio, what do you think about it? Especially you play Paladin. People laugh at you know Paladins for the whole 1-2-3 thing like you said before. It's a reason why a lot of people make fun of them. Even though they're a solid job that are needed or, or preferred by a lot of people in game content. So what do you feel about this? Um, I think that you should... Right now, I don't care if they're changing skills around in 3.0, you need to know the skills now. Because aside from just knowing how to do your job, i.e. like the Paladin that I went and trained, just spamming Rage of Alone, not keeping hate because of that, you're not going to be able to do any content. You're not going to have any fun in the current game. Um, and also just knowing where your job originally came from when the skills do change out. You know kind of how they correlate with each other. I mean, even if they change, they're not going to change that much that... Um, Learning all your skills now and understanding how they react with one another is still a very viable option and thing you need to do. Would any of you say to go even, maybe you join, maybe you don't start till after the expansion. Would you recommend somebody go back and even watch maybe a 2.0 guide to understand their job as they're leveling up? Or would you just assume that they're going to learn it as they're leveling up and then sort of master it when they hit 60? Gilly? I'd honestly say, <clears throat> yeah, go back and watch some old guides, see what other people were doing at the beginning before the new rotations come out. Um, so that way you get an understanding of all the 
before abilities. Because two abilities, yeah, it's a game changer, but it's still just two abilities, you know? Who's to say, like, it one won't be, like, a defensive cooldown or uh, an offensive uh, ability, so... But going back and retouching up and learning the classes would... Or re reading reading up on old guides or even watching, you know, Mr. Happy's videos... No, don't will, say that. That's, why'd you have to go that far? <laughs> yeah. There's lots of other there's lots of other guys really? out there, man. We now we got to shout out everyone. We got to shout out Zeno. We got to shout out Ms. Tech. We got to shout out everyone. Now that you hadn't said that, Zeno, rotation reborn, everything. Well, Gilly, you were on the show last night. There's going to be more than two abilities. There's going to be tons of different abilities. LB. Come on, man. No, there's going to be like uh, I think they said there's going to be. Uh, they didn't say how many there were going to be, but there's going to be more than two, and it's not going to be every five levels. Uh, so there's going to be a handful of things out there, and I'm going to disagree with you completely. Don't even look into it. Just fuddle your way through it until they change it, then look into it, and then watch all these guides that we previously mentioned that come out soon after the expansion. All right, wow. Just immediately, like, throw, ev just... throw everything aside. Just everything you guys said is wrong. It's, it's all it's all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm hoping that you're not playing a tank, just trying to fumble your way through it, Rusty. <laughs> That's just how it happens. Just, just, just read, just read your abilities leveling up. Can we, can we just? Was that yes. at least something we can yes. all agree on? Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. I mean, that's something everybody should do to begin with. Yep, exactly. Don't even wait for the expansion to do that. Do that now. Even if you yeah. gotta go on like some website, read them up before you get them. Just because mid dungeon, you could get a new ability and just be like, I don't know, forget it. <laughs> People aren't willing to wait. They're too impatient. So on top of uh, the battle jobs. This is something that makes sense, but it's also kind of weird. Crafters and gatherers even are going to get 10 more levels and, very oddly, new abilities. It's not like you just get a new recipe. You literally have to learn new crafting rotations as well, which is something that other MMO players probably aren't used to too much. So when it comes to gatherers and crafters, what's your perspective on that, learning the way they work now versus the way they'll work then? I mean, it's kind of the same deal. They're going to change and... Honestly, you should probably go ahead and see how the mechanics work for a crafter. I can't see any reason for you not to do that, but I wouldn't recommend going any further than getting level 50 on a crafter at this point if you haven't leveled any of them up, just because it's not really going to matter that much if you push it too much further. You might want to get to 50 just because you can launch like three of the crafts up to 60 when you get there. Um... I mean, I, I like the way that they're going to be doing it with the new uh, um, the crafters and where you can get gear based off of, like, the tombstones and stuff like that. Because I really don't want to spend millions and millions of gold to get a decent crafter. So I, I, I kind of like where they're going with crafters. Yeah, that's another big part about crafters that we didn't really touch on before. Is there is a high level invest of investment getting into them now. Whereas in the expansion, they're, they're giving people options if you're not someone who's big on gil. Um... Do you think just sort of a lot of people like to ask about the economy? So while we're on this topic, you think that's going to affect the economy at all? The fact that there's less of a barrier for entry, that there's a time barrier for entry as opposed to a gill barrier for entry. Do you think that's going to affect the economy? Because new players ask about the economy a lot, too. And this could definitely be a big game changer when it comes to all this. I don't think it's going to affect the economy much. I think the people that want to the really hardcore crafters are going to still go ahead and buy the equipment and buy the material to mat it out. The people that, like me, who don't want to spend all the gill will use the time version and get there eventually. Gil, you have anything to add? Well, let's see. I am actually one of those gatherers that actually gathers everything at the beginning of a patch and pretty much loads the market board with everything. 
like when those platinum accessories were hot, like I went and gathered a lot of those and I made a ton of gear. I made 40 mil in over a week, which was insane for me. But yeah, it's a, it'll definitely be a game changer. Like I'm not banking on trying to get all my Lucy's weapons and stuff for my gatherers just because there's really nothing out there right now until we know in Heaven's Ward if there's going to be a node that I'm going to need a Lucy's weapon and stuff. Not to mention with crafting. Crafting is a whole different ballgame. Like, I've never dipped my hands into that market. Um, I've usually just bought people's stuff off the market board and then resold them for a little bit higher if there's only, like, one or two. We talked about people like you last week on the show. <laughs> yes. We talked about you market flippers. Yeah. And so I got to ask you, is it true that there are people that literally own sections of the market board? And if you yes. enter their market, they will go after you and they will send you tells and things like that? Oh, it's happened. I'm actually one of those people who will actually hunt down players' retainers and stuff and do it. Oh, we found wow. him. <laughs> we got, found him. We got one live. I, I told you. I, we got I told one. you he was a troll. I told you he was a troll at the start of the, the show, didn't I? Yeah, hey, I'm a Lalafell, and we're evil. Lalafells <laughs> are evil. You heard it from him. See, now now I, I can't do anything to save the Lalafells, so i got to change to an hour off. Anyway, <laughs> so... We're talking about a lot of the more basic things with jobs and classes and whether you should learn them now. But preparing for the expansion, one thing that a lot of people are kind of afraid to do going into an expansion is joining a free company. I know, that, I know that sounds silly because it's an online game. A free company in this game is a guild because we haven't really touched upon that too much, um, which means it's a bunch of other people all with similar goals. Maybe they just want to socialize. Maybe they want to do end game content, whatever. But some people... They're not too keen on joining free companies. There's just not their thing. What would you say to those people going into the expansion, considering there's free company-specific content in the expansion? Make friends. <laughs> like, like yeah. really, that's what this game is about. Like, as you said, it's an MMO. Uh, originally, I had that mindset. I didn't want to join an FC until a little bit later. And I felt, like I, now, knowing what I know now, I felt... I felt kind of bad um, that I didn't join FC sooner. If I did, I could, I would have gotten help to level up, help with dungeons, things like that. Um, yeah, just it's, it's a good way to meet new people, make friends, um, have people to run dungeons with, have people to run content with. Um, make friends. It's an MMO. <laughs> so I don't. I don't see any real downside to joining a free company. If it's not your free company, then you can join another one. And there is always a free company out there that you will eventually find at home, and it's mm -hmm. just a matter of searching. So to add a little bit more depth to that question, what about the search for a free company that actually meets your goals, You know, whether it be endgame or a super social one? What sort of advice would you give a new player who is trying to find that right free company, and they don't want to just keep swapping? Because some people are... They almost feel bad leaving a free company if it doesn't meet their goals because they might know a few people in there. What would you say to somebody who's looking for one of those very specific types of free companies? Uh, Frosty? I mean, it's kind of difficult to find just that one type of free company. A lot of comp free companies are going to want to do mostly static stuff. Some will try to advertise, hey, PvP. Honestly, I see enough people screaming out like their FC names to be kind of easy. They say, hey, I'm a friendly casual. We go and hang out and drink beers every Saturday. Uh, and get on Skype and talk, and that might be the one for you. You just kind of have to let them come to you as well. And I would say, also, on that whole note, don't be afraid to join an FC. You can join and leave FCs like nothing. Uh, join one, get the buffs, abuse it, and leave. 
this movie, okay. <laughs> See, wow. I yeah. disagree with all of you guys on that one. <laughs> For joining a free company. Well, Gilly, before you answer that, what about link shells? Because we, there's actually another system in the game entirely for people who may have that free company that doesn't meet their goals. But you can join link shells, which are basically just little chat channels. And they're less communities. And they're usually more focused on specific goals than free companies are. So where would you sort of strike the balance between just joining free companies like Frosty's recommending versus actually seeking out individual link shells to, to meet those individual needs? Um, the whole link shells is actually really awesome because you only want to have people you kind of want to chat to. I mean, um, when we had a big free, when I was in a big free company about last year, uh, me and my raid group actually made, well, they already had a link shell made, and it was just for you know specific eight of us, and we would only talk to each other because the link, the free company was just so, there was just so much chat spam to actually keep up with like who's talking to who and then not to mention you see new people almost every day getting recruited and recruited and it just gets overwhelming to a point um, that's why I'm trying to get to that argument for joining a free company I'd say play the game meet some friends you know maybe someone in your server and then maybe think about starting a free company if you haven't done one yourself don't join one just make one you know if you want if you want to join for specific guidelines do one at your own um, prerequisites all right that's definitely good input gilly because uh link shells something i honestly i didn't even have in the notes i figured we would just get to it naturally but a lot of people in the chat were asking about link shells because the they're usually link shells with very specific names like i just want to do this content and they won't talk otherwise so new players definitely need to be familiar with all those different things. Another thing that new players talk about, and we kind of touched on this with crafters and gatherers, is gear and gill. Now, we are on the topic of preparing for the expansion. That's where the whole joining the free company uh, topic began. And a lot of people have questions about gearing up before an expansion. Now, it's, it's not unusual to get questions like this, but... Let's try and be nice, because we kind of have some expectations with this. We know what's going to happen. Let's just talk to like a brand new player that may not understand exactly how an expansion works. So, gill. Very important resource. Should people be spending gill on gear before the expansion? Simple question. No. 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 Absolutely not. No. So with that, is it even important for them to get higher item level gear before the expansion? Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you're cutthroat and you want to get that extra jump on the first couple of levels, sure. But I, I can't see there being any reason to get that in-game gear unless if you want to do in-game currently. I mean, what is it really going to do for you after you hit level 53 and you're going to start replacing all of it? Um, you'll get, that again, that extra jump on those first few levels. And you'll probably be cutting, skipping all those cutscenes too and not seeing all the good content that they spent like a year, years on. So I'd say absolutely don't just... Enjoy the game. If you want to get more gear, do it, but don't do it because of the expansion. Perfect. I mean, that, I mean, what a lot of people don't seem to get is that your level 50 stuff is not going to matter at level 60. Yeah. Like, right. that is the biggest confusion that a lot of new players have about the game. So, when explaining higher item level gear, new players might not really understand what item level even is. Uh, would you, if you guys had to describe item level to someone who, has, who doesn't really understand the concept of vertical progression in a game as more patches come out, Sly, what's a, what's a phrase you would give somebody regarding item level and why it doesn't necessarily matter going into the expansion? Go back a little bit before that. Um, 
for people who are leveling who still are working on story, it kind of does matter. Like you're like you like certain item you have to have a certain item level to do certain things within the game. Now, like if you're doing it strictly for the expansion, like you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like if you're doing it just to access content, then yes, I could see where you're going. Um, like there's a certain eye level requirement for some dungeons and some content. Like uh, CT is what eighty? No, seventy. I'm sorry, seventy. Uh, no, ST is seventy. Um, Labyrinth is fifty. Yeah. And Watt is ninety. I think 90. that's what it is. Mm, yeah. So. Um, yeah, you have to have a certain item level to do content. So, going back to the original question, um, is it worth it doing it for the con- for the expansion? No. If you're still leveling and you haven't reached like end of story, or you're still working on dungeons, then yes, keep getting gear for for the content itself. Because if you get gear for the content, the expansion will take care. Like it'll take care of the expansion. That's just the way I see it. So then how would you explain item level? Like, what is item level necessarily? Because we keep throwing it around because we know what it is. How would you explain item level in, like, a short phrase to somebody who has no idea what that means? Item level is a requirement past 50 because 50 is the cap currently. It's an um, extra requirement, if you will, um, for certain certain content i guess but it's a way to balance quality so it's like yeah. saying you're at this quality of gear mm-hmm. yeah it, it, so it measures the strength of the gear versus other pieces of the same regular level like they could be level 50 but they could be totally different in terms of the, how good they are right right all right that's that's where we were trying to go with that so um with that out of the way, so we have the gear. Don't spend your gill on gear, unless it's on glamour. Everyone in chat is like, yes, spend it on glamour, which, for those who don't know, is the ability to dress yourself up however you really want. I'd say save your gill. I mean, let, I mean, we could go back and talk about gill for a second. Just saving gill for the expansion. Is that, is that important, in a sense? I mean, regardless of what you no. spend on gear. Say, yes. I tried to no. hoard gill to begin with anyway, gilly. so. It's important, yes. You want gill when you get into any expansion, no matter what game it is. Somebody, I heard a no in there, and they're not disagreeing. No. No. disagreeing with me. I mean, first, when I was going into, when I got to fifty, and when I was going into first coil, I didn't even have gill to buy or even have no a crafter friend to make me food. So I had almost like a hundred k gill going into first coil, and I still made it to turn five. Um, eye level to me personally means you're eping, but to be honest, the higher eye level you are doesn't mean you're a really good player means you got better gear yeah but it still doesn't make the player good <laughs> so you say focus more on getting good than yeah your gill yeah okay <laughs> get good you heard it you heard get it good. from gilly you've heard it from lbr and now you've heard it from gilly <laughs> i already know there's going to be some lbr get goods in the chat at some point yeah go ahead and throw them out throw them out if you got it throw them out because they're totally applicable right here <laughs> oh all right so Moving in to actually experiencing the expansion. Now, how many... Now, Sly, you said that... Is this your first expansion you're experiencing? Like, across MMOs, since, you know, we've kind of yes. discussed your MMO experience? Yes, it is. Okay, so then this part is for you as well. <laughs> this next topic is for you as well. So, first two weeks of the expansion, they've kind of already outlined that certain content won't be available. But I want to talk more about just... This even applies to a new patch. Just things people should expect. Do you guys have any 
sort of recommendations of things people should just expect to happen and not throw it like, I can't, I quit this game. I can't take it. I quit this game. 90Ks and uh, Fate Zergfests. I would say mainly server issues. I mean, the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. it's going to be just horrible, um, and especially the first few days. And you just kind of have to expect that. It's hard to keep up with that demand, and that stuff balances out pretty quickly. So if you're getting disconnected, that's not entirely just the game messing up. It's just the server load is going to be pretty rough for the first few days at least. Anyone have anything else before we move down the list of things? Any real... And 90k, by the way, was a server issue, just to clarify what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, everybody just knows what that often. is automatically. Everyone just knows. <laughs> They're like, did you mean 9,000? Is it over 9? It is. It's 90. That's 10 times as much. Exactly. Gilly, you got anything to add? Nope. Nope. Just you're only worried about server issues. <laughs> just uh, stability, basically. That's about it. Slend Sly, you've experienced that before because that's even an issue that happens on a patch-to-patch basis, and this is way oh, yeah. bigger than just your standard patch. Yeah. So like one, one prime example was when um, Gold Saucer came out. Not a lot of people could get to it because, like, you like it was just server overload. People were just going there like immediately, and not a lot of people could teleport to it. You couldn't even enter the zone on some servers for like mm. the first week or so because there were just oh, so yeah. many people, and that's something that's. That's that gets pretty rough. We haven't had that since the good old Odin days. I think I logged out in Golden Saucer <laughs> the first day, and then I couldn't get back in. I'm like, well, that was my first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! All right, so there's some of these issues that we can also talk about. Things we've kind of touched upon are the character creation locks, um, and just getting used to your new jobs, your abilities, and it's just a whole new world. I guess it's just kind of the expectations people go into. It's a whole, it really, and I'm not trying to make a, a Disney reference here. It's, it is literally a whole new world. We're not going to, we're not going to break out into singing unless, unless, should, play. unless Sly does it. Us, you know. It's a whole new world. See, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> I, actually, I was tempted so bad to do it. See? That's why I said Sly, because I knew Sly would do it if I dared him. And I followed it up and you guys left me hanging. I'm so sad. Sorry, man. <laughs> It's okay. I, I embarrass myself enough as it is. So, moving into the first two weeks, one thing that players might not be kind of expecting is there's no raids. Yeah. No raids at all. There's dungeons. There's not even new PvP. It's just, it's dungeons, leveling, and whatever they expand upon that already existed in A Robber Born. So, what realistic expectation do you expect? What, what would you tell somebody to do in their first two weeks? With that in mind, the fact that there is no raids available. There is no raids, are no raids available. Grind time. Enjoy themselves. Everything yeah, else. Really, that's it. Experience the story and level what jobs you want to 60 and gear them out as much as you can. That's yep. the reason they're holding off on it. It's just so people enjoy the content they create and don't just skip over it like it's nothing. I mean, when you spend a lot of work on something that's like your baby and you want people to appreciate it, you don't want them to just bypass it and go, go on to raids and be done. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be flying around just for the first week by myself, not doing anything but flying, so, you know. You got to unlock it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. I'll go to the one zone that's already unlocked. And just fly around. Like, just fly, fly around. around. Where can they put zone. new sightseeing logs? Dive, I'll, do, I'll do the dive bombs on people instead, no. Yeah, you don't want the mechanic, but you, you want to be able to do it yourself. Yeah, why not? That'd be awesome. If it, what, if it knocks them back and kills them, would you <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be best, yes. <laughs> that'd be good. Wow, and you really? called Gilly the troll. Just doing shout, dive bomb. 
<laughs> Flying drag Adagio. Twin Twin Dagio. Twin Dagio. You just gotta yeah, you just gotta do just slash yell. It'll scare maybe it'll scare them more. Maybe. So moving into then the second two weeks, the remainder of the first month. Yeah. The, the week three and four after the expansion comes out, there is actually a raid available. And one thing that they didn't do in A Realm Reborn is raids are actually going to have difficulties now. And the normal difficulty, which is a little bit easier than the current raids we have now, is going to be made available. There's going to be no sort of weekly lockouts that's specifically targeted at players that may have played other MMOs. It's just whatever. You can just do it. It's still difficult content, but it's just on a slightly lower scale than the ones before. How important would you say that it is for new players to do that? Should they still just be enjoying it however they want, or would you recommend people start really taking a hard look at Alexander after the first two weeks? Yeah, I'd suggest anybody. Yeah, I mean, because I'm sure there's going to be a decent story. I mean, that's why they put the normal mode Alexander in there was for story. I'm sure there's going to be excellent story behind it. So, I mean, do it. Anyone have anything else to input? I think there are just do it, man. Just do just it. Just do it. I've heard, I was always told in middle school that that was always bad advice. <laughs> no, that's the best Don't advice possible. Don't give me the peer possible. pressure. No, peer <laughs> pressure is awesome. It's the circle of life. Anyway. So, <laughs> I, saw, I saw it in chat. I had to do it. And you saw it in chat too, Sly. So don't yeah. look at me. Because you yeah. were already smiling when you saw it. So I was like, mm -hmm. I'll just do it for Sly. Thank I'll you. just do it for Sly. Thank you. So... Alexander Normal, which is the raid that's going to be out in the expansion, is supposed to be made more accessible, and something we also hadn't really touched upon. There's a big story when it comes to the raids. The raids aren't just instances you go into, and yeah, there's some story behind it, but it's actually a full experience with cutscenes and, you know, actual important stuff going on. So, there is a harder difficulty, though. Alexander Savage, and that comes out one month after the expansion launches, and this is supposed to be the super hardcore progression stuff that we were talking about that comes with the even-numbered patches, right? Would you say that this players should stress about, or should they just more focus on Alexander Normal and then decide later on if this is a step that they want to take? Because as soon as you start getting into things like this, you have to really start worrying about the people that you play with and their interests and interests aligning and whatnot. So new players, that can be a very daunting experience for them. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, I think it's, if you don't want to be a hardcore player, just ignore Savage like it doesn't exist. But it's there for those hardcore players to kind of go in there as supposed to be on the same level of Savage, maybe? Am I just imagining that? I've heard a lot of people claim different things. Some people say it's just harder than Coil as opposed to equal to Savage. Some people say it's equal to Savage. I think we have a few mixed translations out there. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I would just say it's kind of a nice thing to add. If it's as hard as Savage, then it's great. But if you know, people are going to blast through that as well, then it's, we kind of get in the same line. As long as they don't make raids too easy with normal mode, uh, if I had, could do a comparison and mention WoW again horribly. Um, no, when, no, go right ahead. Well, they have four different levels. You know, they have looking for raid, they have normal, they have uh, hard or heroic, and then they have mythic. You could be dead on the floor and looking for raid and still clear all of the story content, and that frustrates me. I want, like, reward of beating the content. So even though it's Alexander Normal, you're still hoping that it's difficult, like reasonably yes. difficult. Well, okay, so compared to the difficulty of Raids Now, they say it's going to be a little easier than Raids Now. Almost equivalent to the Raids with the buffs that we get, uh, you know, after it's been out for a while to make it a little bit easier. Um, 
is is that a level of difficulty you think is reasonable considering that this is probably going to be something that people just kind of jump into and maybe don't organize as much other than the you know the free companies that are after that kind of stuff in my position i would say no it needs to stay the exact same level just because I'm enjoying the content and the difficulty as it is right now. When they make it easier, it's going to be too easy for me, and I'm going to probably be a little bit upset about it, but I'll get over it. But So with that in mind, I want to open this up to everyone else who's here. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. I'm, it's good you opened this up because I wasn't even going to go down this route. So does that mean that new players have to kind of be worried if they're somewhere in between normal and savage in terms of their skill level? Because maybe normal's too easy and savage is too hard. And the 24-man dungeon is perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you assuming the 24-man is going to be harder than Alexander normal? That would be amazing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, World of Darkness can be pretty hard sometimes. Listen, that's the duty finder. It's troll. No, there, there's a difference between <laughs> hard and trolly. There's a clear difference between hard and trolly. It can just be trolly. It's not yeah, hard. So, um... <laughs> so what, do you guys, what do you guys think? Is that a thing? Yeah. I think it's why would you worry? Situation. Why would you worry if you wouldn't even touch it, though? That's my thing. But if you're somewhere well, in the middle, what if you're a new player and you find yourself somewhere in the middle of both of those? Dabble. Then I think <laughs> it's another episode of Get Good by Gilly. <laughs> Get good. Get good. Get good. We can't steal LBR stuff, guys. Come on. They made it. Yeah. They got it. They got it. Twitch is everything. Listen, well, as long as we we'll shout them out, it, it should flexing. be okay. We'll call it flexing. Copyright. Flexing. Right, copyright. Copyright. We're going to get sued. Great yeah. podcast, by the way. So, um, so yeah. with, okay, with that, okay, Alexander Savage, okay, we understand it's going to be more difficult. There may be some in-between players, whatever. It's, it's part of the raid scene. It's part of the endgame scene. It's a big piece of content. And a lot of new players do go in wanting to experience these levels of content. So forming or breaking into a raid group is something that a lot of new players are kind of shy to do or they don't really know how to do it so i've listed a bunch of things here that uh you know i wrote down you know like reddit server forums guild work party finder link shells <laughs> the lodestone system that people don't even know they put in there free company recruitment pages how would you recommend people break into these kind of scenes if they are interested in them as new players i mean i i don't want to take up all the answers here <laughs> But, you got I mean, something to I, say. You got something to say. I mean, I honestly think you know, just getting to know other players through Party Finder and Link Shells is probably one of the best ways to do it. And of course, free companies, because a lot of free companies out there that are good free companies, uh, I guess I should say, will actively look to get statics formed. And if they know you're making a static, they're like, well, let me find the other people in my FC that might be looking for it, and they'll help you form it. And I think that's really it. You don't need to go through any other fancy mean outside of the game, just stick in the game and do what uh, you do there. Unless if uh, you know, you're know you using the forms by said team member here, then Actually, that's good, I, right? I think the Party Finder is the best tool for this. I mean, I might have had like a different experience and have gotten lucky with it, but I mean, for the Party Finder, you can stick out there, you're like, I'm a tank, I want a group for this days and this time period, and someone will eventually find you. You could put what you want out there and, you know, find the group that you exactly want. Sly, how did you find the group of players? Because you, you've just been getting through Final Coil now, and, you know, you had to have met all these people at some point or other. How did, how did you go about, like, 
getting a group of players together that would you know go through the first coil the second coil now you're going through final coil right now because that's not the super hardcore <laughs> aspect of it but you're still going through the raids and you still honestly, have experience in this part honestly i kind of pugged my way through second coil pugged your way through first coil and second coil actually um that's where i'm at now like a friend of mine who's not even in my fc uh but a friend of mine actually helped me out he um allowed me to join um one of his runs um and i was able to clear turn nine then and now i'm on um final coil now so now i'm still still have to get back to turn 11 i have not gotten back to it yeah so i've kind of pugged my way all the way to where i am is a is the pug, is the pug life a viable life it's a hard life it's a very hard life like pugging can take so long just for a raid content just because like just going from group to group you have you'll have one group that meshes well and then you'll go to another group who just can't get it and it's difficult it's really difficult pugging your way through raid content in that way mm. uh, may i ask a question of you real quick uh si? sure uh so, were you the person making the groups, or did you join groups? Join. Like, I would go in PF, see if anybody was doing, like, see if there was a group for that particular um, stage of coil, and just join. So. Okay, because I think making the groups actually makes you, like, get involved with the community, and you get known mm -hmm. a lot more out there, and you know a lot of other players, and you know who's good and who's not good, because you're inviting <laughs> the people in there. Now, I did make some of the groups, but it, yeah, they just didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Gilly, <laughs> of all the things that we named, you know, the Reddit recruitment thread, which I've seen a ton of posts on, server forums, party finder link shells, all that stuff. What what is your recommended way? Um, I would say you it used to be the Reddit recruitment thread. That used to be really awesome till I don't know, the activity on it just kind of just dumped hard. Um, the forum, the official forums are actually pretty reliable depending on I guess what server you're looking through. If you're going through an Exodus sub forum, you're not going to see anything there. So, so Reddit. Reddit and server forums from you? Yep. I really has the Reddit recruitment thread tanked that much. I used to be so active. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I think the recent post was like two, three weeks ago. But that was like one, and then if you look at the date between that and the most last latest one, it's pretty pretty a pretty vast amount of time which is strange because you know party finder we've discussed is great but it's only within your server and these other tools you know there is there's a point where you may have to consider i need to get off the server and that can be a very difficult thing for people who are searching for raid groups because it's an 18 dollar investment in a group that you're only hoping kind of works so adagio what do you what, what do you think about all this because you're the last person you're the only one who hasn't gotten to speak about this yet about the forming raid group? Forming forming or even joining a raid group. Oh, that's, that's, that's something. I said the oh, party, said party finder. finder. Yeah, yeah but, party mm -hmm. finder. Yeah, my bad. I forgot. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I don't know how uh, you know good it is for everyone else, but I mean, I've thrown up a couple of things in there and almost got instantly in a group. Someone, like, not even an hour later, someone's like, hey, you're looking for a group? Come join, run with us. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, since I then screwed up, then let me actually give you another question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, success rate of the party finder. You said that you always, almost always get a group, but what would you say is the general expected success, success rate of the Party Finder? It honestly depends on if they have a voice chat or not. Because if you don't have a voice chat, it's probably not going to work out. If you have a voice chat and you have one person that knows what they're doing, 
and knows how to explain the fight. More often than not, Jao can usually bash your way through it. So I'd say it's probably seventy-five uh, percent success rate on a party finder, maybe. Wow, Exodus must have a no. great party finder. Yeah, but uh, and what about parties that like ask for no voice chat whatsoever because they feel that some somehow it kind of gets in the way with like a bunch of people talking because there maybe are maybe like a five percent chance. Success rate. <laughs> That five percent chance, and how many other groups have the five percent chance? One, one. <laughs> well, based on the way that Gilly was describing it, that's a third of your party fight. It's bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys just need to go to the server and see it. For Why yourself. would I want to go after all the things you've said? <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. Frosty's just no. Frosty's not happy with you right now. <laughs> all right. It's okay. So one thing that comes. Recruitment has one really big bar for entry. It's not just item level. It's not just experience. It's your DPS. Now, we're only going to talk about this loosely because we're talking about software that's technically not supported by the developers. You can get banned if you misuse these kind of soft, uh, bits of software, but they're what are called parsers, and they're what some of you may know as DPS meters. And they allow you to gauge how much damage you're doing over a given period of time and break it down on a per second basis. And uh, the most popular one being uh, ACT, it's almost required by a lot of groups that you have these numbers from this program, which is strange considering it's not allowed. So new players, how do you recommend they kind of get past this? Because you're going in knowing like, I could get in trouble if I use this program, but it's required of me anyway, which however much sense that makes. I, don't I mean, about it. go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. I don't know about everyone else. I mean, I mainly tank, and I don't originally worry about damage. So as far <laughs> as like ACT, as long as I can get the battle and keep aggro and get the boss down, I really don't care about what my DPS is. I mean, I've been working a little more on it lately, but I mean, as long as I can get there and get my job done, I don't really care who's doing what damage or anything. So honestly, I don't even like a the fact that ACT exists, and I really don't want you to have add-ons. I don't want this to become, you know, another popular MMO that's slowly dying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you might as Shots well have just fired. said it. Like, Shots fired. There was just, there was three letters missing. They were W-O-W from your hey, first hey, sentence. I, I didn't say, I didn't say it. Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> don't say it. Don't give me that. Alright, Gilly, what do, you, what, what do you think, Gilly? What, do you, what are your thoughts on, uh, on these kind of programs and their information being required despite not technically being allowed by the game developers? Um, pers for me, my personal use, I use ACT. I'm guilty, you know. I like to know where my raid group is at as far as, like, who's pulling the most DPS and, you know, who needs to improve. That's kind of where I use it. It's just more of a way of improvement. I'm not going to straight up tell you, like, hey, you're a bad monk. You're a bad dragoon. Go fix it. Because I'm a warrior. I don't do any higher than 400. <laughs> but it's to me, I use ACT as a form of you know, self-improvement for people, or including myself. Because I also play Monk on the side whenever I'm not, you know, main, when I'm not off-tanking for my raid group. Okay, so you would say that it is, even though it's technically not supported by the developers, it's something that, I mean, to, to clarify what we mean by that, Yoshi P says we know people need this information, and we know how important it is, so... Just keep it on the hush-hush. Don't worry, Gilly's fine. 
<laughs> just keep it on the hush hush. Basically, if you're a dick and you go into like the duty finder and you're just like, ah, look at these people. Oh, look, this guy did 180. What a... If you do that, you're probably going to get banned. Otherwise, yeah. they're probably going to leave you alone. Because I don't I... even bother opening it up for party finder. I only do it when I raid. That's about it. I never do it like when I'm in CT or just doing an eight random eight man Titan or stuff. Yeah. All right, so Sly, what are your thoughts? Because you, you're the pug life, so you haven't had to really worry about this too much yet. But what are your thoughts on this? I haven't really had to worry about it too much, and like for that matter, I'm, I'm on PS4 to begin with. Um, so that's another thing. What about people who play on the PlayStation 4 and they mm -hmm. want to join and they can't get access to this thing? They gotta like find a friend to do it or something. Yeah, and like I've had a few people who like I, a few friends who I run in um, certain Ray content with, and they'll actually let me know my DPS. And like as of recent, I kind of been, you know, actually worrying about it. Like not really worrying, but asking about it because i want to know what kind of dps i'm doing um side note like the um team the dream team t9 run that we did with raze uh, this past weekend and ren like pokes fun at me for uh my dps just because she was hey black yeah see. hey <laughs> see. be yeah, nice to sly <laughs> it's okay it was all it was all in good fun though it was all in good fun it, it was funny though it was really funny and i gotta highlight it too like, it was all in good fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun right now. It, it was. I mean, because I was, <laughs> I was, like, trying my best to be on top of the DPS board as a good. Sorry, it's loud. I mean, I would have to say it's completely required. Uh, and the only reason mm. I say that is because, you know, you go in and you... I, I lead a static. So I have to know who in my group is not performing so I can tell them how to perform. And if they don't, then I need to find a new member. And that's just because I want my group to succeed and go further. I can't hit a brick wall because one person, and if I didn't have it, I wouldn't exactly know who is causing the brick wall. And so, and they said they're going to do things like maybe make it to where near to FC house, you can measure your DPS or something, but that doesn't really play into effect when you're in a raid. Like uh, I had to, one guy came up to me when we started doing T10 first, and he said, yeah, well, I do about 350 bar damage. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Get in there. He does 150. And so, I have to find a delicate way to tell him, we can't have you in the group because you don't do enough DPS, and I don't want to get banned at the same time, but if I couldn't measure that, we wouldn't have ever progressed. So, new players do have to take into serious consideration about this tool, even though, again, it's not allowed. As long, just as long as, don't be a dick. That's the bottom line. I think we can all agree, it's a, some sort of tool. We hope they'll add a tool that's official, that's supported. Because it is important, as long as you use it for the right reasons. Like, that's the thing. It, the, the, big, the big topic here is that so many new players see how people use it. And it's, they misuse it. But they just gotta, gotta suck it up. Gotta use it. Frosty says it's required. Therefore, it's required. Gilly uses <laughs> it. Sly is getting curious. Yeah, I am. And Adagio's like, I'm paladin. <laughs> I'm I don't care. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my list of the, when I like to I occasionally like to do jokes about paladins. I'm gonna add that to the list. <laughs> right. I love paladins. Don't hate me. Anyway, so players not interested in forming statics. We kind of already touched upon this. Uh, you have the duty finder. You have the party finder. You have link shells. So I don't think we really need to elaborate on that too much more. But I mean, we spent all the time talking about raiding because it you know, won't be available for the first two weeks. What if you literally just never cared about raiding at all? I mean, we've already said focus on having fun, 
What if you're just literally like, I don't ever want to do that. I don't even want to do normal mode. Because that cuts out a lot of content. And players are paying monthly. They have to be con they have to consider what they're paying for. And if it's not a piece they're interested in, what would you say are some of the things that they could realistically look forward to and enjoy their game while paying that monthly subscription? Let's start with Gilly. <laughs> yeah, don't be surprised don't be so that I scared, you. Man. <laughs> uh, you can do it, Gilly. Can you pass me? <laughs> okay, we can pass. Adagio, let's go with you then. Uh, dude, there's so much do to do in this game, aside from just the storyline, which you got to burn through. Well, hopefully you don't burn through the storyline. Hopefully you actually take your time on it. Um, I mean, there's people that just do just do crafting and gathering, and that's their that's their end game. They love doing that. I mean, and they make a lot of money at it. And I, I get jealous of their how much gill they have, but you know, <laughs> I don't I don't play that route. And um, I mean. There's just, I mean, aside from that, there's the smaller, the lower level raids, like, say, World of Darkness, Crystal Tower. I still do those. Those are fun. I mean, it's not in-game for me, but, you know, I run it on my alts, and I get a little bit of gear from that. I mean, you do not have to do the final in-game raids to enjoy your time in this game. There's so much more to do. And, I mean, you, you have Gold Saucer. I mean, you got all this stuff in the game. I mean, you're almost spoiled with how much you have to choose from. Gilly, can we come back to you or should we pass again? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd say, to be honest, like, yeah, definitely enjoy the game. Um, if you're not going to be raiding, don't even bother with it. Or maybe it's something you might interest you later down the road. Like, just play the game. Enjoy it. Have fun. Meet friends. Make friends. Meet new people. And uh, learn your classes. Enjoy the game, dude. There's, like, so much content. And, like, my mind is still overwhelmed with... All of the stuff they've put into this game from Final Fantasy XIV before Realm Reborn. So, some of that stuff you don't want to come back. Trust me. Yeah. Some of it's gone and it should stay gone. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Hamlets. Anyway, <laughs> you don't want to know. So, Frosty, before I pass it on to you, let me let's let's I guess let's talk about a specific piece of content. I mean, the Gold Saucer was brought up. If you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, it's a giant amusement park. It's got Triple Triad, which is a card game. It's got Chocobo Racing, which. You, Birds that you race. Maybe they're not Final Fantasy fans. I gotta clarify what a chocobo is. Okay. Chocobo racing. You've got a bunch of little mini games. You've got um, you've got these events that take place every uh, you know twice an hour, and you can get a bunch of rewards that don't necessarily improve your character's strength, but they make you look pretty. Something like that. Uh, and we have a new event coming in 3.1. I mean, looking towards the expansion, could somebody realistically play the Gold Saucer and still just enjoy all their time in the game? Something like the Gold Saucer? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, but at the same time, we're looking... Uh, there's You'll hit a wall, and you'll get burned out on things. I mean, there's not enough people out there that are seriously trying to be really good pro triple triad players out there and everyone's gonna say oh well, it's just tic-tac-toe which I don't believe and I'll sit here and fight for the rest of my life if I have to to defend that but it's you know a really intense game that people don't take advantage of if you don't have other people to play with then it's you know you're not gonna get too much out of it and you can collect cards and everything and I won't get into the tournament about collecting cards because that's ridiculous as well but when you go into gold saucer um, which I might want to pass this off to Sly with yeah. Chocobo Racing and let him kind of take that lead. There Sly. Are, there are some pro Chocobo Racers. I'm like, I'll go ahead and admit right now, like I was trying to get my, like get on my way to being a pro Chocobo Racer, but I got put in my place. I am not. I am not a pro Chocobo Racer. Esports? You trying to be on that new Final Fantasy 14 Esports <laughs> channel? No. 
No. God Come no. On, fly. I, I, I'll, I'll, I believe in you. We'll fly you to Japan. I mean, I still it. would love to. I still would love to do Choco Bar races, but like as of like recent, me starting to work on Bard and crafting, it's like I hardly have time to do it. Like I want to do it. I want to get back to Cutthroat Choco Bar races on Behemoth. Like they were fun. They were really fun. Until, you know, one person got pro on Behemoth and just started taking everybody out. I'm not <laughs> not going to name names, but uh, <clears throat> I thought it's some. Um, but, oh. um, yeah. Got a bad cough there, Sly. Yeah, yeah I, need, I need something to drink. But, uh, yeah, I'd still like to get back to it. I mean, I, it's something you can do, and people have gotten pro at um, Chocobo Racing. It's just, like, with na- now with... Um, like me leveling other stuff is just kind of hard to get back to. So, okay, so they're adding a bunch of stuff in the expansion on top of that new event 3.1. I mean, you have free company housing and uh, airships content that's based around joining free companies. Uh, you have more of the side story quests like Hildebrand. Uh, we have <laughs> more PvP. <laughs> um, we have new open world bosses, large scale uh, fates. We have a specific type of enemies called Hunts. There's tons of things. We we would. But we've been here two hours already. Like I said, it expected to be a longer show, but we we've been here for a while. We can't break all the stuff down. Realistically, yeah. the yes or no, the the million dollar question. <clears throat> all this stuff that we have listed, can you realistically enjoy the game? Fifteen dollars a month, say it's worth it, and just do these things without rating. Think about the way you play. Think about. How much enjoyment you get out of these things. And also consider that not every single piece of content here is for everyone, as much as it could be. So, Sly, let's start with you. Yes or no? I say yes. You say yes? Mm-hmm. Frosty? Yes, sir. Gilly? Yes, sir. <laughs> sir. Now, okay, Adagi, now I gotta one-up them all because it just progressively became... I don't even know what the word is. I don't either. No, if you don't play rating, you're gonna hate the game. Now you now you're oh, just awesome. no, I can't, I wow. can't, I can't even go that route. There's there's so much there's so much stuff to do with you can completely write off rating and I don't know about sightseeing logs, but <laughs> no, All right. And there's All only right. so much hill that you can do. <laughs> sightseeing logs is fun. There's only so much yes. hill you can no. do. Too. Internet high five. There we go. S- sitting in a me, freaking so area for five hours waiting for it to be a specific weather condition is not fun. But all the connections you make along the way. Yeah. <laughs> that, those, those, those Excel documents that you share and you learn to love. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good... No, okay, I won't defend it anymore. I give up. But uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, it's been a great show. We've had a lot of things to talk about with new players. Sure, we answered that one be-all, but any last thoughts that anyone has? I'll let the, I'll let the, uh, the guests go first. I'm going to start. I'm not going to scare you again, Gilly. Let's start with Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a I mean, headlight. just... I would just say for as a new player coming into the game the very most important thing to remember is that you're playing a game this isn't a job this isn't real life it's a game only take it as seriously as you want to and just make sure you enjoy it wise wise wisdom sage wisdom sage wisdom he's got the facial hair for the wisdom so it works out yep see there we go (laughs) now he's going to do that the rest of the show (laughs) (laughs) Tashio, what about you? I'm mesmerized by what Frosty's doing. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'd say 
if you're waiting to get the game, don't wait. Uh, get the 14-day free trial. Uh, don't ask people what you should play. Try all the classes out for yourself. See what you like to do, what you like to play, and go through it. Try the 14-day trial. If you like the 14-day trial, go ahead and buy the game and just see where it goes. I mean, start as soon as you can, too. Don't wait for 3.0. There's no reason. Just read something in the chat that made me laugh. I murdered the last three tanks who failed me. Tell them. Wait, am I talking to three dead people then? They couldn't have failed you. No, how come it's exactly three tanks? I'm scared uh -oh. for you guys now. He's coming for you. There's no, there's, there's, that's no coincidence. You guys need to find some place to go. Gilly, this any is last words? This is life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, enjoy it. Have fun. Do the trial. Come to Exodus. <laughs> wow, after all that, he's like, yeah, come to Exodus, guys. Now you're going to spell Exodus no. now. You can't do that. Now, I already told you in chat, you can't okay. love Exodus anymore. You no. can't just, you That's can't just you bashed it. No, no, no. You have to give the tip first. You can't give the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a hell of a piece of okay. advice to give a new player. Well, why, don't, why doesn't Square Enix just put that on the front of the website? You can't give the tip. <laughs> you got to give the tip. You can't just give the whole thing. There you go. Perfect advice. Wow. And Sly, do you have any... Last words. Well, no, they're, they're not your... Yeah, you got anything to say. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, you're not going to die like they are. You weren't threatened in the chat to, yeah, be, to be a good tank. So, they was literally Gilly's last words. He's, he's never, never <laughs> going to see him again. Um, yeah, as everybody said, uh, try, if you're a new player, try the game. Um, I know there's a lot to do. It can be, it can be sensory overload at times, but just take your time with it. You know, you know smell the roses. You know, just... Don't go trying to rush through everything. Just take your time with it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you don't, if there's an aspect of the game you don't like, then don't do it. If you don't like the craft, don't craft. If you don't like the raid, don't raid. Do what you, whatever you feel like doing, and and just enjoy it that way. Make friends. This is an MMO. Like you are going to see a shit ton of people out in the wilderness. It's not just you. This is not a single player Final Fantasy. Like make friends. You're gonna. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're going to be running dungeons with these people, maybe. Like, you never know who you're going to be in a dungeon with once you start running dungeons. Like, make friends with people. Just say hi, you know? Use your words. I like it, Sly. It's just going to be... It's not just going to be you out there in the wilderness. It's going to be you and five black mage bots. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be underground, so you may not know they're there. But... <laughs> They were at the end of the train tracks in the um, Cerulean um, processing plant. Like, exactly. And, yeah. See, we can make... We, I mean, that's the thing. We're all realistic here. We understand it's not a perfect game. Right. So I like the recommendation of giving the trying the trial. Like it, you like it, you don't like it. Let it be the end of it. But anyway, I want to thank everyone for being a part of this show, both guests, Sly, and everyone in the chat. Been a lot of conversations going on here. A lot of trolling, but it's been hilarious to read while we're going through this, so it's perfectly worth it. So before we sign off, before I, you know, let our guests be on their way, even though I know they have four hours of their time set aside for this, <laughs> I just want to do a quick shout out to somebody uh, on the official Dream Forums. We are talking about new player content here, and somebody actually went out of their way and they just made a beginner's guide to Final Fantasy XIV on the Dream Forums, and that's that's something that's I think we can agree it's something that's pretty hard to go out there and do to collectively in one video just try to make everything. So want to shout out to Darkon. Hopefully I am pronouncing that right. I'm going to pull that up on the screen right now real quick. Dargan? Is it? No, it's a, it's a C. It's not Dargan. Okay. okay. It's not. He's, he's not a Dargan. 
He's not a Dargan. He's not. I know we're going towards Heaven's Word slide, but it's <laughs> it's not a it's not a Dargan. All right. There Dargan. we go. There it is. Beginner's Guide to Preparing for Final Fantasy XIV Heaven's Word Expansion. If you're new to the game, you can check out this video on YouTube. I'll include it in the description. It doesn't even take up the full screen. They can still see Sly and Adagio behind this. Okay, now it's now it's awkward. Regardless, the, the two the two best looking faces, huh? Wow. <laughs> I feel both insulted and like I don't understand why you did it. Now I, I have it set so they literally are the only two that you can see at this point. Here now I'll I'll do Gillian me, and now it's the top three. It's I'm just screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. I can't, <laughs> no, I see. I have to block off Gilly, Gilly and uh, Adagio in order to get this in. Go support. Go support the. Uh, go support the video. Go support the community. It's a great community. I don't. They said toxic and a little bit in between, but I believe we are one of the best MMO communities out there. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming by. Let's do a roll call real quick. We got Frosty. Tell them where they can find you, sir. You can find me at Twitter if you're going there. Frosty TV stream. Are of course on my stream, which is Frosty underscore TV. All right, and Adagio, you're next. Tell them where they can find you. <laughs> All right, you can find my Twitch at Adagio underscore Andante, or I also have a Twitter at Adagio Andante zero two. All right, and Gilly is the next. I'm trying to point in the right place so that it's we. I can't ever get it right any week. Gilly, you're nope. up. Only the best name ever. Fur piece. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you told me that in the meeting, I was like, that's you? You're Yeah. slash fur piece is where you can find me on Twitch and at Gillist for Twitter if you want to follow me on that too. Wonderful. <laughs> and we wonder why he made the just the the, the tip <sighs> joke. Like and we're we're surprised about that right now. <laughs> There's a reason why on on the overlay I only use Twitter because with names like Furpeace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, couldn't do it. MTQ actually had a comment on that. She's like, Furpeace. It sounds like... I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> For those wondering, it's Furpeace, F-U-R-P-I-E-C-E. I almost said S-E. I'm not even kidding. I came so close to messing that up. I don't know how. All right. Thank you guys so much, everyone from Mog Talk. They actually have their own podcast for anyone wondering. It is a great podcast. I'll be sure to include Frosty, that's always hosted on your channel, or do you guys alternate it at all? Well, currently it is, but with all the frame drops, I might have to find out another solution. But. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys have access to all of their uh all of their Twitches now in the description of the video, so go check it out. It's a weekly podcast, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. I wrote that down. I'm just making sure that I'm right. I want some confirmation from you guys. I was watching it last night, but yeah, I'm, I'm right. on yeah. West Coast time right now, so it's like everything's thrown off for me. <laughs> it was a great, it's a great show, guys. Definitely go show some love. Uh, they had Miztech on just yesterday. It was an amazing show. Awesome show. Yeah, awesome show. It, was oh, hilarious. it was hilarious. So definitely go, sh go show support to the Final Fantasy XIV community. Mog Talk is part of that community. To wrap up the show, I do have to let my co-host every week sign off. Samuel Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. Gray Squirrel, a.k.a. you my boy, Blue. Are we really adding that in I'm now? adding the squirrel. I put it on YouTube last squirrel. week, I'm pretty sure. It is now part of your life forever. You are now part squirrel. I'm now part squirrel. I'm Don't no longer a fox. Squirrels. They don't, I think they do. I think they do. So, so do that's you kind hunt of a yourself. I hunt myself. Yes. Split personality. Uh, thank you, Happy. Yeah. Thank you for tell them where they can find you. Sly. God. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. You can find me in game on Behemoth. 
hashtag the cool kids table um, in the Foxhound um, FC. Boom. I mean, you're going to – don't try to bribe me, by the way. I just mean, yeah. put, just put I, a character I, on him. I told people not to bribe you. I told people See, not to bribe unlike you. See, you're unlike the Moogle minions because they do nothing but try to bribe me. <laughs> See? See? We're winning. We're, we're, we're taking the high road. Foxhound <laughs> is taking the high road. We're not, we're not going to bribe you. All right. And I am your other co-host, Michael, Mr. Happy Poveroma. You can find me Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter, Mr. Happy127, and on YouTube at Xanort1227, awkwardly. But you know that by now, so it's not awkward anymore. So again, thank you, everyone, for coming on the show. Thank you, chat. You were phenomenal. We'll see you guys next week. Might be a little bit shorter of a show. Congrats on your 100 soldiery. Congrats on your 100 soldiery, everybody. Yes, good job. Thank good you job. for I can, how did I forget good that job. soldiery bonus best name of a show I've I've ever seen. But anyway, not one joke this entire one. Well, that was one at the start. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll have better I'll jokes next all time. Your commendations <laughs> now. You're welcome. Yeah, Gilly gets all yes. four commendations. There we go. Yes. See, he, he gets just, all he's four. Just, he's just rolling them off the tongue at this point. I don't even want to oh. end the show on that because, <laughs> like, I feel like he's got more. But we got to end the show. Do you do the marketing? Do you do their marketing? He does the market board. We learned that during the show. Oh yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. We're going to end the show now. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. We are officially in post-show. All right. Oh, man. That was yeah, a Sorry for the long show. No, no, no that it's... was awesome. I want long shows, but Happy just tries to keep it down to at least an hour. You know, he's, he's no fun. Hey, listen, Sly. Listen, uh -oh, I heard uh -oh, that there was uh -oh. some some shenanigans going on with your chocobo. I heard that you were abusing it again. I was not abusing my chocobo. Okay, all right. For like those of y'all who watched the stream yesterday, if you didn't watch it, um, we had a debate on whether anyone's chocobo has ever done dumb shit. And people are like, no, my chocobo is perfect. I, I raised my chocobo properly. Nobody said oh, that. Yes, they did. Nobody One said person that. did. No, two people said, I, well, two people said, nothing's happened to my chocobo. And other people said, yeah, nothing's happened to my chocobo because I don't use my chocobo. Understandable. But if you're saying your chocobo is perfect, like, like it has no problems whatsoever, you are lying, good sir or madam. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I know like, okay, go and for for our guest, have you ever, if you've ever summoned your chocobo outside and like the battle with you, has it ever done dumb shit? Has it? Yeah, ever? I mean, I just does don't nothing summon but it. dumb shit. See, that's one of the answers. I don't summon it. <laughs> that's one of the answers. Like it doesn't do dumb shit because I don't summon it. Are you guys okay. talking about chocos and being stupid? And <laughs> yes. Hit? Yeah. Oh my god. I just stands there and looks at me like it's retarded. I don't it's know. It's not what a matter of whether <laughs> or not it's true, but Sly actually <laughs> abuses his chocobo. He gives it lip. He, he throws language at it. It's one thing if you got a, if you got an an animal that doesn't do exactly what you want it to do, but you you treat it like it's not even your friend. Well, I mean, See, I can't I, say. Okay, what friends can't like, you know, curse each other out? I mean, even though Bandit can't do it. Right. I, can't, I can't say anything because I verbally abuse my retainers when they bring me fish. So the worst is when you take your choco to a S rank and it's just constantly getting hit because no one wants to invite you to hunt. Oh, hence why I always. Or it stands in AOE. For no <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Like I don't understand. If you're a tank and you're on the choco, your choco's out. It stands in front of you. 
And when it's in healing mode, you'd think it would like go on the flank or the rear, but no, it stands right yeah, next like, to hey, holding its hand. How, how are you doing? How are you doing? Can you give me some choco feed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that pisses me off a lot when I'm trying to do like treasure hunts, or I'm trying to do, like I'm trying to solo a pay skin map, and I'm like, great, I'll just use my healing choco. No, 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 it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's gonna stand next to me every time. Nope. Verbal abuse of retainers. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, mean, I barely use them. They bring back roofs. I mean. Yeah, like that. Don't sell on the market board for anything. You vendor all that crap. Bring me something good. I, you throw away all this skill to get ventures to send you out on a job, and you bring me back nothing. Come on. But a roof and fish. Yeah, roof you know, and fish. a botanist can get fish from a tree, right? Exactly. I mean, I'm, <laughs> is that true? I'm seriously convinced that they just stroll along the beach and pick up whatever trash is on the side. <laughs> You guys hate all the NPCs, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Man, you guys are going to go nuts not if they all, actually... All no, you hate all of them. No. I don't believe you, Sly. See, no, see... I can't get down with the hate for Alpha No. That's the thing. I'm I'm the pro-Alpha No person, so I there's actually an NPC I like. Everybody hates him. Oh, he's whiny. Oh, he yada, yada, yada. You've already had that argument. You know how I feel. If it weren't for Alpha No, none of this shit would have happened. More for the yeah, developers. None of this shit, shit would have happened, exactly. Oh my, oh, see, that's the other side they're taking. None of this shit would have happened, yeah. Like, <laughs> none of the cutscene would have happened. But everything, we wouldn't have advanced to where we are. There would be no Heaven's Ward. Well, there would be no Heaven's Ward if it weren't for, well, there'd be no coil if it weren't for Alize. Sly, you're, you're, you're losing yourself. You're losing yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to justify this, really. But, I don't know. If Minfilia keeps getting captured, I'm pretty sure we'd have something. Well, hopefully I, she won't be captured anymore if we're lucky I, enough. I think Minfilia's doing the whole <laughs> Fifty Shades <laughs> thing. She's doing the whole Fifty Shades thing every single time. She wants to be captured. Maybe, wow. maybe. That's a good okay. I like the way you think. She wants Is that why she dresses like that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's no reason to dress like that. Unless you want it, right? <laughs> you, you, you all saw the chrysalis. We all seen the chrysalis. We know she wants this. <laughs> okay. We know she wants it. Sly, a lot. you're just going to have a lot of quotes at the end of this, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Our own Princess Peach. <laughs> Sorry, your human so feeling is another So where's castle. Bowser, exactly? The Asians are all Bowser. They fuse They're together. They're all Bowser. <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't want to see that, actually. That'd be pretty sweet. Bahamut is Bowser. <laughs> Bahamut Even Bahamut though they don't, the stories don't even tie together. <laughs> no. Well, when, well, I mean, you never know. I mean, we're going to learn more about Bahamut in the expansion for some reason, but I don't know why they're going down that path, but we are going to learn more about Bahamut. Yeah, why can't we just be done with Bahamut? We Probably beat him. We're okay. Based off what the Elegans did to him. Because now we need Neo Bahamut and Bahamut Zero and exactly. Bahamut Sin because those are all from Final Fantasy VII universe and that's the best mm -hmm. universe ever. It could be 4.0 <laughs> or 5.0. They don't got to do it right after the expansion. <laughs> I mean, just like we, we're hitting this point where we just killed him and then we're going to see him right after. It just seems kind of weird too. Yeah, he's going to shrink down to a mini Midgar Swarmer minion. Oh, yeah. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> Bahamut minion would be we awesome. We have a wind-up Bahamut minion. You just got to pay $60 to get a Blu-ray for it. You'll be oh, all right. God. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to turn into a mount. Bahamut mount 3.0. Come on. Who wants that? Everyone I wants want it. it but I want it. Get the, get the Midgar Swarmer mount, man. 
<laughs> Alpha uh, is like terrible butter bar 2LT. Never even heard of that. <laughs> what? Never heard of 2LT butter bar. What is a butter? Do you mean a like a margarine stick? Like what? <laughs> what is a butter bar? You guys aren't well, answering me, so I think you're just as confused as I don't know. I, yeah, I have no clue what he's getting with that one. It's probably let's just imagine what it could be. We'll say <laughs> it's a piece of like butter. The worst thing possible. A stick of butter rolled in sugar, deep fried, has hot chocolate on top of it, inside ice cream. But he said it's terrible. And then deep fried again. Well, right? it's good. It, you'll die. I mean, I guess that's a terrible <laughs> thing. Right? I mean, you'll die, but die. You just like look at it and die. Oh, I fall see. Over going, it. He's gonna kill you either way. Ah, I see the joke now. Uh, that yeah. was like, yeah. Oh, oh. He's gonna get you killed. <sighs> I felt like you just googled that and you actually just told me what it actually was. No, it's something I imagined when I worked at a Chick Fil A when I was a lot younger. And I was just like, this is the most disgusting, most horrible thing I could think of. And That's it? That's the most horrible thing you can think well, of? Well, no, the, the worst thing that you could consume. Except for also, poison, I guess. Oh, you know. no, you could probably consume some pretty <laughs> nasty stuff that's not meant to be edible. I don't know what you might have been consuming. <laughs> no comment. Uh, Bruin, <laughs> okay. I see I see a question in the chat. I've not seen anyone address the fact that if we do not have relics for the new jobs, where are they going to get a good weapon? Level 50 weapons won't matter. You'll hit 50 and you'll get whatever from your while well, you're increasing your item level, but that's it. I mean, I kind of want to talk about that, too, because uh, we were speaking a little bit about that last night when they, they said they're going to make those glamour quests still exist for, or, well, the relic quest exist for glamour. What does that really mean? That they're useless <laughs> in the expansion. Like, the 3.1 quest, yeah, like, if you have a Zeta, you probably get, like, a five-minute head start, but that's about it. That's about <laughs> it. You'll have to do nine out of the ten quests instead of all ten. Yeah, exactly. You won't you won't have to go get the materia enhanced whatever whatever they decide to oh, do. Hey, but I think hey. the question is more along the lines of like Dark Knight Machinist and Astrologian. They do still need to get to that like, item level ninety point to finish like Steps of Faith and whatnot. But they don't have like a relic weapon, like a starter item level like eighty or ninety weapon to get them going. I think is the real like meat of the question. All right, you don't really need it. I mean, it's just like you, if you tried to inspire them to do it, they'd just waste their time to do it. I think. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because so essentially, gonna... it's just a huge waste of time and gill. Well, I mean, yeah. everything you do in a video game is a t waste of time and gill. If you want to look at it that way, you do it because it's fun. So sometimes, uh, so really, so quest was, was fun. fun. There was Zodiac was fun. fun about that. Oh really. hell no! It was a Zodiac. great. It was a great practical joke. <laughs> I wasn't laughing. <laughs> you you laugh about it later. Like you look back and you okay. go, oh, "God, I, I know I'm laughing." I, that. I have ironworks. I'm definitely laughing. Listen, I have two Zetas, all right? Uh, okay. Great. It was Why? hilarious. Congrats. Congrats for all the money, all the money, all the millions of gil that you spent. You know, Whereas... someone just made a good point. You do need to get to Ishgard anyway before you can even get the new jobs, so you don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to worry about the level 50 weapons for the new job. Assuming that ends up being the truth and you do actually need to be two point. I've seen, like, more and more translations of that popping up that you need to finish... 2.55 to get Dark Knight Astrologian Machinist. Did you guys hear, or, and again, this is probably just a bad translation or just a, a joke translation, but Fat Chuck about flying? No, that's a real yes. translation. That's a real translation. Really? They said they want just to do it. just made Frosty's Night. They want to try and make it happen. <laughs> it would be amazing. Mostly because I think it's because it's a collector's edition now, but then what about the Coral? Like, it's, it's, that's a pre-order bonus, though, so I guess maybe not. 
Because the collect, I mean, the fat chocobos are pretty big addition. I know they're doing it for the excuse no, no, me, two seater chocobos. The coral is a uh, so, uh, um, a collector's edition also. Was it? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I guess it's just out of demand since flying fat chocobo looks hilarious. We might get the Ariman as a flying mount also, which to me is weird. I think it's got too small of a wings to support that kind of thing. And the fat chocobo doesn't. <laughs> Maybe it farts to fly. I don't know. <laughs> Got a ghost, ghost packs, chili man. peppers. <laughs> Yo, if they attach a rocket pack to the back of the fat chocobo, I would die laughing. They just put a ton yeah. of bombards attached to it just to make it float. Oh, instead of instead <laughs> of the bombard chair, you yeah. have the you just bombard need to chocobo. The chocobos. Oh my! God. Would it still flap its wings though? That's probably <laughs> yeah, of course. It would, it would attempt to fly. to fly. I mean, it's only instinctual, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, Mom, look, I'm doing it. It doesn't even know there's, like, something carrying it up. <laughs> balloons. There's not even bombs. Just literally, like, like red, yellow, and purple no, balloons. It'd be, no, it'd be awesome if it was just one really small balloon that was absurdly small that'd be <laughs> lifting the sugar <laughs> from there. They could, they, they could up. They could do it, like, up. Just inflate <laughs> balloons. And then if they pop, and then the chocobo dips down, and then it just kind of levels out. Well, that, that's how you descend. You have to pop the balloons, right? Oh, yeah, we got a... another good one in chat. A flying adamantoise, a flying turtle. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, you would just attach... Like, attach now the we definitely to that. need the rocket. No, yeah. Well, I mean, the one in Stone Vigil kind and Stone Vigil hard mode kind of flies, right? He spins and, like, hovers, at least. Yeah. Yeah, he could spin. That's right. If it so spins just fast enough getting... for that, I'm going to puke. <laughs> we just busy on an adamantoise. Yeah, I've never seen Adamantoy spin. I like. I think those those Dargons are like specifically designed to do that. <laughs> um, what was another one? Uh, somebody saying that they're using Dex for Machinists just because it's on Bard Gear. Listen, if you had asked me that a year ago, I might have believed it. But they said that it's specifically the one to fifty gear. They're just throwing Machinists onto Bard Gear. But after that, it could be completely different. For all I know, they could add strength to Bard Gear, and Machinists could use strength. I know that's stupid, but I'm just saying it's. Like, it doesn't automatically mean it's Dex. I think it'll be Dex. I don't know what you guys think. I yeah, mean, I... I think it's going to be Dex. It makes sense for Dex, but, you know, I don't really know either. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it's kind of weird no, when no they trust do Dex. Ninja. It's weird when they do Dex on Ninja. Ninja is the oddball. I think it's actually only natural that machines would have Dex. I think the only they did they intelligence. Did, I think the only reason they did Dex for Ninja <laughs> was because there was already so many people fighting for strength gear. Like strength accessories and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I know why. I know why they yeah. did it. It just seems weird, lore wise. Yeah. Well, some people well, gotta... say it's because they're they're good with their hands. Hmm. That's all I got. Hmm. Well, you got to be so really intelligent need... to make machines, so you right? Need control. You don't. <laughs> ah. You don't need decks. You need control. You don't need to. Oh yeah. So we got to put on. Got to put on crafting gear. Crafting gear. Crafted gear. Crafted gear. Perfect. Ninja. Perfect. That'd be Piety interesting. For if... machinist. What was that? Piety for machinist. No, piety <laughs> I mean, for dark. No, see, see that works because then you're freaking you're making things. Which you need to be a crafter, right? Exactly. You're see? making the you're making them the little whatever turret things. <laughs> the little turret things. I, I know another thing is that a lot of people think that machinist probably going to do blunt damage. I I know it's because of Final Fantasy XI is a big reason because bullets are technically blunt, even though they kind of pierce. It's like a weird kind of thing. But if that's the case, then Monk and Machinists go like, they're like candy together. If they do blood yeah. damage, that's going to be a, a pretty big deal. It's going to make Dragoons even more useless. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm really? just talking about their utility. Come on now. I'm just talking about their utility. They're great for bar damage, man. 
They're great for bard damage. Yeah, they need to level out the 20% that bards lose when they sing too much. Yeah. Maybe animatoids with spinach shell, like a top and boom. Imagine if you try to get on your mount and you just fall off. Like, that's it. Like, it, it just goes too fast and you just lose grip. Fall to your death. Well, well honestly, kind of I don't see how the freaking Lalafell hangs on. What was it? You were riding there, Araman? You're, like, barely hanging on to that thing. I don't see. That's why I don't understand how that thing's going to fly with, like, a Rogadon on its back. It's like, <laughs> I don't get it. That thing is not, does not have big enough wings to carry a Rogadon. It's going to need to make steroids. it size proportionate like they do the Chocobos. Yeah. Yeah, because all the chocobos and curls are like size proportionate. So if you have a lalafell, you're gonna have a small curl. If you have a, um, if you have a lalafell and a chocobo, it's gonna be a really small chocobo. I don't know, man. Dowryman still bugs me out. It's a circle of life. <laughs> what do you guys? Uh... <laughs> I didn't expect that slide. Someone never broke out in the song before. <laughs> had to do it once. Had to do it once. Damn, it's live. What was what was the question I was about? To... <laughs> uh, I would no. I was going to ask. Uh, actually, I don't know enough information about the esports thing they're doing with Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, do you guys know anything that I just don't? Triple like, what are they even doing? I think because uh, the uh, Marco did the translation for us. He says that just because the channel is an esports channel doesn't mean that's what Final Fantasy XIV is on there for. I think that was his only thing. Like, it kind of just doesn't translate well. Like, that was the only thing that really translated over was the esports section. It's not strictly like an esports channel or anything. It's more generally a video game channel. Okay. So it it's it sure as hell confused the hell out of us, but still, everyone break into song. We tried before, but people just they gave up. I tried. I can't do it, man. Do you have a mental block against it? I have like a well, uh, just a ridiculously horrible singing voice. <laughs> Well, see, that's why you have to do it all at once, so no one can tell how no bad you are. No one can tell who. It's, oh, just a it's just a cacophony of crap at that. Like point. we don't even <laughs> sing at the same pace. Like we're finishing the lyrics at different points and whatnot. I mean, I don't even know what a good song we could sing would be. That was a really interesting thing. A lot of was I think a World of Warcraft or Heroes of the Storm was on ESPN two a couple nights ago or last night or something, and apparently that blew up in a shitstorm. I have no idea how. Like, people be like, what is this? What's video games doing on my sports channel? <laughs> I don't know. People going nuts. See sports about center. Did they talk about no. sports center? <laughs> I said they wanted to see they wanted to see sports center. Oh pff, come on, you got ESPN one for that. <laughs> or ESPN or eight news. The Ocho. Nobody nobody for the dodgeball joke. Got it. No. No, it's good. Okay. Uh, nice. It took me a second, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Ah, uh, so now it's funny. Wow, now. Good now, job, Pat. Like, like, yeah, great. Oh, you know, that's over the head. for my self-esteem. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. Did they send it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, a lot of people for the post show. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. I hope that you guys are all going to be a Mog Talk when... Yes. This happened when it happens next week. It was one last night. I'm hoping you guys are all going to be Man. there when it happens next week because they just talk like this. Like they, they, this is how chill they are during the entire show. So if you like the post show, if you like the show, you got to go to Mog Talk next week. Well, I mean, I need you guys to kind of come on to Mog Talk some point. You, you know, I'm yeah. down. Yeah, okay. Sly's always down, and you know, Sly, I'm... I'll get you on there as much as you want to be on there. <laughs> he only wants me <laughs> once. He wants Sly permanently. I'm just going no. <laughs> Next no. Tuesday, I'm going to be like, hey guys, Mr. Happy here, and welcome to Stay of the Realm. It's like. 
Like, you got the wrong show, damn it. I'm going to leave his box there. It's going to be empty. I'm just going to put a picture of him there. Oh, he sounds so sad. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I mean, I love doing it. I think it just gives me something extra to do in the game besides what I'm doing already. And, I mean, working with the community, the streaming community so far, I mean, it's kind of a tight-knit community because there's not, you know, a lot of viewers out there and there's just a good handful of streamers. Um, and I love it so far. I wouldn't be happier uh, doing anything else. God, I really need a better <laughs> camera. My quality looks like shit. Everyone see, else looks pretty was... decent. <laughs> what was that slide? Camera, your, your camera looks fine. Your camera looks it fine. It blinked in and out a little bit during the show, but it's it's whatever. It happens. It's Skype. Yeah. It's not and, even anything as your camera. It's Skype. It's whatever. And piggybacking off of what Frosty said, like, before we had even thought of um, State of the Realm, I just had an idea a long time ago when, like, I was first getting into, um, not really when I was first, when it was kind of mid-stages, I guess, of streaming. And, like, after, it was probably after I had um, a stream with Miss Tech, I was thinking of doing something called State of Aortia with, like, every podcaster or, like, Final Fantasy pers 14 personality, like, it would kind of be like a town hall. And then, of course, you came up with State of the Realm. I'm like, hmm. Well, Mel <laughs> wow. came up with State of the Realm. <laughs> Let's keep it real here. Let's keep it real Originator. Here. Originator. Yeah, she, is, she is the master planner. It is now. Gilly makes she his own words. Gilly make makes his own words. He threatens people on Exodus. He, then he tells you to come join Exodus. Yep. Exodus is so horrible, but you should come to Exodus. Don't let <laughs> Best oh, salesman man. ever. That's how you do it. This is a crappy car, but it'll get you to point A to B. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you for six thousand. It's like it'd be like it'd be like it'd be like Peter Griffin when he was just like, all right, eight thousand dollars. So that's twice what it cost. Four dollars. What? Six hundred. What? It's like oh no 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 he's a squirrel guys he's a squirrel. I know they're telling your he's, Twitch, but he's, he's a, a squirrel. He's a fox squirrel. Fox squirrel. He's a, he's a squirrel fox, fox squirrel. or a fox squirrel? Well, which one is it? Is he more fox than squirrel? Or is more squirrel than fox? Where did you come up with fox, by the way? Like, do you just have a, a liking to foxes? or? Um, Gray fox came from, you know, my love for Metal Gear. Oh, Metal okay. Gear, woo! Yes. It's great. I bought a PlayStation 4 just for Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, <sighs> and it's... It was wonderful. Um, Story. The, didn't they just fire that guy from Konami, though? Oh, they're, yes. they're, they're, oh, they're done. Don't that get on Konami. <laughs> Please gone. don't. Konami, and they do business well. Yeah, they really do. They, they know business. There you go. Molly's, Molly's got they, the answer here. They canceled here. Silent Hill, didn't they? The new Silent yeah. Hill game. Mm -hmm. Those dumb, dumb people. Molly got the they're answer. They're going to have to go back and start charging for PT. because just... And Fox Squirrel. <laughs> oh, Fox no. Squirrel. Like... Yeah, they came up with something because, like, me and a couple of friends of mine, uh, Como and that guy, we were in uh, Skype, and they were just talking lore. And, like, I forgot. I think it was Molly who came up. Did this turn into Fox News? I was like, really, Molly? Oh, my. <laughs> Fox oh. News. So, yeah, it it's just came, it, it was a It was a, like, long discussion on lore. It, almost like, it was almost like Meet the Press Aortia edition. We were going over conspiracies and everything. It was fun. Fox News. <laughs> oh, Sly, I'm never going to look at you the same after that. 
Hey, I did not come up with it. That I doesn't did... that doesn't make it any better. I didn't come you're up with it. You're the reason that exists though. So <laughs> you're yeah. you're fully to blame. Yeah. I mean, listen, after the metaphor you made during the show, listen. Anything anything goes. All right. That was a hell of a metaphor. <laughs> I can't. Like I can't, I can't, I, can't I couldn't hold hate him. I was Hitler. Why would you say? <laughs> Why would you say? <laughs> I feel like you had that in your pocket for like the last nine weeks, oh, and you God. were just like, "Oh, I want to use." He it. was just so waiting for the perfect opportunity, and we just gave it right to him. Yeah, because I'm like, because I'm a terrible tank. I'm a terrible goon tank because we accidentally went into was it Copperbill hard um hard mode without a tank, so I had to goon tank. And Sly, why are you blood for blooding? I can't heal you if you blood for blood. Yeah, I'm a terrible goon tank. So why? No, man, you just need to do more damage to get the <laughs> that. They they nerfed that. Blood for blood ain't as bad now. It's a trade off. It's your enmity cooldown. Just take skull sunder. I was just gonna say you're gonna cross class skull sunder. We are. Our raid group before actually had a dragoon who's cross skilled um, skull sunder. So when we were doing progression for Garuda Extreme. In order to take the third ad, he would actually skull sunder it. <laughs> I've seen that. To it take, works. Uh, to take Charada. Yeah, mm. those, those are good old days. Those were the good old days. So I assume we won't have any cross-class abilities post-50. They're making it sound that way. I'm That's hoping fine. so. Hoping we do or we don't? I hope we don't. Give Foyer Invigorate. All right. I, I, <laughs> come on. No. I, they just need to kind of eliminate that. I mean... Again, just make it like something nice, like a nice bonus, like swift cast. Uh, you can say it's required, but you don't have to have it. Just as long as it's nothing that's completely required. I think that's just ridiculous. I, again, I will go back to provoke. I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Is you can't do in-game content without leveling up a paladin to get a provoke, or not paladin. I guess it's gladiator. Yeah, I made that. I made that mistake in a video. I will never live it down. I said you need cross-class provoke if you're a warrior. I mean, you need it if you're a paladin too. And it was. It was not a good idea to say that. It was a terrible idea. I was like, oh, I just want to go back and fix it. Cross-class provoke if you're a paladin, guys. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Take it from Gladiator and use it on your paladin. There, cross-class. <laughs> I, I buy it, legit. Yeah, and then people like Swiftcast is another one. It's like, if you go in without Swiftcast, like, I'm sorry. Swiftcast but... is one of those things that's not technically necessary, but it's really nice to have. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. If somebody said they didn't have Swiftcast, what would you tell them to do? I would uh, tell I'll them. i tell them not to see, suck, and we'll see how. Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get good. Get good. Again, get good. There, there you go. Oddly enough, I went into a second coil as my white mage to get gear, and I didn't even have Swiftcast. <laughs> second coil too. That's a, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Turn seven. No, I, I mean turn seven is it's yeah. I just don't. You're fine. Anyway. Just don't, just don't, just don't look at people. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just pretend like you hate everyone in your group. Like I can't. Oddly enough, when I got swift cast, I only swift cast arrow one. <laughs> <laughs> See, the joke there is that it has no cast time. <laughs> Sorry, meant to ruin it. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> had to be Good done. job, Happy. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it had to be done. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna, just gonna. Yeah, Molly Faint is a great cross-class skill. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's so great. It's so awesome. It's so awesome that if you use it, you're so good that people kick you out of groups. <laughs> so nobody uses it. At some point, the podcast is watching people sleep. 
That's if we had. So if we had a twenty-four hour podcast, that's eventually what it would be because we'd have yeah. to just sleep at some point. I don't think. Well, I, think I mean, there's been a couple of times where I've gotten pretty dozy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do snore cloak, you fall asleep right away. <laughs> Swiftcast Fluidor. Oh, uh, I please! Think we could do it. Twenty-four hours of talking, we can make it work, right? Uh, we're gonna I, be talking about I have. Weird, random off the ball stuff, but yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. All right. Yeah, see, Skype is just bugging out a little bit. It was it wasn't bugging out as yeah. much during the show. Now it's like it's occasionally doing the whole camera loading thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my camera keeps flaking in and out. I don't know what. It, I mean, it did wonderful it's, during it's the show, Skype. but it's Skype. Yeah. It, it, it happens with whoever we have as guests. It's happened with Sly a few times too. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like it seems like our guests have it more often. Than slaying me, but I know you guys have like good computers and good internet. I think it's just Skype can't handle having four or five people without flaking a little bit. Frosty ninety k. Oh, that's not. That's not nice. <laughs> we need. We need. I survived three one zero two shirts or I survived ninety k shirts. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. When people kept saying ninety k through like my first experience throughout the game, it confused the hell out of me until it happened to me. Like I just couldn't make sense of it. It's and like okay, happened, like, it had like I remember the first time actually seeing it happen. I mean, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to somebody next to me at FanFest, and that was the same party that we were in. Happy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. When we were doing Odin, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah see, exploding cheese has a perfect <laughs> has a perfect example. You don't need swift cash. Your DPS needs to get better at dodging stuff. That's how it is. Ah, <laughs> oh. God, that was that that Odin man. You guys stuck me on warrior in Odin as the off tank on a fight that needs no off tank. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> I'm just DPS, whatever. Hey, but we squeak yeah, yeah. by, damn it! But we squeak by. We squeak by. We didn't even use the limit break correctly, man. I don't know how we squeaked by. <laughs> We used Limit Break 3 when he was at 25% and we had to burn the 15 <laughs> at the end. Because <laughs> we didn't know 15% was the friggin' Enraged start. So we were like, yeah, just LB3 as soon as we get it. We'll be alright. Yeah. That was so scary, Sly. Yeah, we our shirts together. Scary. Yeah, we got it. It's a good attempt. We have to make sure not to do that at the next <laughs> Fan Festival. <laughs> you, guys went, you guys, did any of you go to Fan Festival? Oh, yeah. You, you were there, Frosty? Were there? I was. Oh, yeah, I was there. And Gilly was there too, but I didn't I was actually, actually know Gilly at that time. I was actually behind you when you guys were doing the Brayflock speedrun happy. Uh, wait, you were behind. So did we go against you, or were you the next group in? We were the next group in. Okay, yeah, those other groups weren't you. really happy with uh, the fact that because a lot of groups that were doing the speedrun challenge weren't doing the speedrun challenge. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they were pulling one pack at a time, and because <laughs> we died. We died when we did ours. We actually had a full wipe when we ended up winning. Because um, I think someone didn't have Shield Oath on their ball. Oh. And we died because they lost aggro. And then, yeah, so it was pretty rough. But, uh, yeah. Dude, Fan Festival was so much fun. I wish, oh, they, yeah. I wish they had more games. Like You know how BlizzCon is like five, six games? So it makes more sense. I they wish... did have Fiat Rhythm. Real, actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind that. Throw a theater them. Throw a theater. Just make it a Square Enix con. Just like yeah. start throwing stuff. I don't know why they don't just do that Square con. Square con. Instead of just the fan festival, make the fan festival a big part of it. I'd yeah. be down. I'm a, I'm a Square nerd. Same. Mm-hmm. Adagio, yeah. you were silent. I'm guessing you weren't there. Unfortunately, no, I was not oh, there. Think, Harry, well, kids. I'm the odd, but uh, yeah, think, <clears throat> kids. 
Was it was it because you had to take care of your kids? Couldn't just that, get away for a weekend. You know, lack of money. Lack know, of money will do it. Uh, yeah, it's it's expensive to just go for a weekend. It's a lot of money to throw forth. Especially when you're waiting in three-hour queues for the merch line. <laughs> uh, luckily, I luckily I only waited like maybe thirty minutes on Sunday. See, it's the whole. But the 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 mug was gone and the uh, Blu-ray was gone. So mm-hmm. I was a bit of a scumbag when it came to the merch line because I definitely yeah you were. It. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was like, "Hey, I'll buy it." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Thank you for buying me these things. <laughs> I paid them, don't get me wrong, but never got on the Merc line myself. That mm-hmm. was, uh, yeah. That's, well, I definitely, uh, I learned the value of the VIP pass. I, oh, I was so angry I didn't get a VIP pass. Me too. So angry. I didn't get one, and I missed out on a handful of things. Like, I didn't get to do the archery one, and I didn't get to go in the merch line, and, uh, I think I didn't get enough attempts on like some of the other challenges, so I didn't get badges from those either. But yeah, there was a guy in the archery line, like at the end of the con, he was actually just stamping people's books. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, exactly wow. what happened when when we were we went around to the any of the lines we couldn't get to because of some of the things, and they were just like, okay, and they just did it. Like you just had gotcha. to ask. They didn't care because some of the people that were some of the people that were running those booths, they were just running them. They didn't care about the theme. They weren't like. Square Enix employees or anything. They were just like people they hired to do these things. They have no idea what it meant to us. Like, oh my god. Yeah, they put that advertisement out. Oh, looking for anyone that wants 10 bucks an hour in Las Vegas. I, the retainers was really cool. They covered everything for them. Rin, one Yo, of our, yeah. one of our yeah. uh, members on the Dream Team, she ended up being a retainer there. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It was Reinhardt was there too. A lot of people didn't know, didn't know he was there, but he was actually working one of the booths. It was so cool, man. <laughs> feels, I feel so left out here. <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the most awkward moments, I think, during uh, FanFest is when I went to go get coffee from Starbucks. And I can't remember their names. Uh, is it Fox and one of the other, the battle developer? Uh, Mr. G? And, is that uh, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gondai. Yeah, they were walking by me. I was like, hey, cool. I put my hand out for a high five, and I got the high five, and then they just stepped right behind me and get in line for Starbucks. I had to sit there kind of awkwardly for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. So you want to high five again? Like... I was like, you want to high five? I couldn't speak, you know, I don't speak Japanese, so it's really hard for me to communicate all the thoughts that I wanted to communicate to them. But an eventually... really cool guy, though. Oh, yeah. If you ever and like... I got... Go ahead. No, 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 go. I was just going to say, after about halfway through the line, I got a little bit brave, and I was like, can you guys just sign this? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I got him to sign my book. And that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not common that a game developer gets asked for an autograph. Like, that's something that really only happens with Final Fantasy fourteen. I mean, maybe Ghostcrawler when he was with WoW and now he's with League. Like, maybe he might happen. Or people would punch him in the face, one of the two. I don't yeah. I don't know. <laughs> when it comes to Ghostcrawler, people either love him or hate him. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and yeah, Fox <clears throat> speaks English well because um, we went up to him and he was, yeah, he was actually really, really good with it. It was funny because with Foxconn, we went up to him and I didn't say anything. I just went to ask for the autograph and he read my name tag and he goes, I know you. <laughs> he was like, you're the one who does the nice. YouTube videos. And I was like, wow, he speaks English really, really well. <laughs> I wish I knew that. Yeah. Um, Sokin speaks English. Okay. Sokin was on my plane ride home, Lucky which was bastard. interesting. Lucky he looked hungover. So hungover. He was out drinking sure. both nights. <laughs> he was giving out his phone number to some people. 
I don't know if he ever <laughs> called it or he ever changed his phone number. But he was just getting hammered. On the plane, he was just like, <laughs> just as soon as he sat down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If you guys ever get the opportunity to shake hands with any of the developers or anything, they love it. And they will always treat you well. And that was my favorite thing, again, about it, is that meeting all of them, and they were all really cool, like Yoshi just going out in the crowd randomly at certain spots and just taking pictures with everyone he could. Yeah. He's a rock star. He really is. Yeah. Like, in the game industry, he is now a rock star. Like, he has his own panels at GDC and everything, because people want to know, how did you take a game that was complete and utter crap and make it to something people would pay for? You can read the time interview for that, because he did have a, recently have an interview in time. Yeah. yeah. And he talked about some things in there that were interesting, to say yeah. the least. Stuff we've said before, but, like, he always says, I really like Red Mage. Yeah. In, uh, in 2013, I think, he did an interview where he said Machinist would be one of his favorite jobs to add from Tactics. We never would have thought that that was what we were getting back in the day. That's Puppet from Master, Tactics. please. Machinist. Puppet Master, please. Yeah, give me my Puppet Master, please. <laughs> Go to bed, Pundos. Why you say? You see, you just try to get rid of people, Gilly. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. that's he what he's doing. He's telling him to tell him to go to bed so he actually stays longer. That's that's no. Gilly's whole tactic. He lied right? to his static. Look, he lied to his static. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed, but I'm gonna go watch State of the Realm. Oh man, your poor Cam Frosty. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks really great, though, right? I mean, it just every once in a while, it just clicks off and clicks back on. Yeah, I don't know Skype. what it is. It's, it's totally not your camera. It's totally Skype. Nah. Skype does it. It's terrible. But uh, anyway, it's uh, speaking of sleeping, it is starting to get a little bit late here. I mean, it's, it's only 7 p.m., but got to be up pretty early for the flight tomorrow. So flying back to Jersey. Yes. Oh, Sorry to hear, man. LA's. Did you get that to that restaurant on uh, Saturday? What, Boy and Crab? Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> we were we got there. There was there wasn't even a line to get in. Like, I went, I, but it was oh my god. They just lay out wax paper and they just it's like here's a pound of crab and a pound of mussels and. A, Did you use the plastic gloves they gave you? They don't even they didn't give me plastic gloves. They just gave me a bib and said go to town. That's <laughs> It was, oh my goodness. It's so Yeah, the last time I went there, they actually gave me lemons to wash my hands because oh, of the stench. Is that what all the lemons were for? I was like, I can't use this many lemons on the food. <laughs> yeah, it was to wash the shrimp out of your hands. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, because they, they threw us like, what was like five lemons worth of lemons. I was like, who uses this much lemon? If I had known that, I might have used it. I was eating the lemons. I was just like, I don't. I'm weird. I can eat lemons. I love lemons. I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be checking the place out because uh, I'm heading to LA this summer. So. Oh, go to Boring Crab. Go. No. Go. No, not not yeah. No, no. You need to. Okay, you I need will. To buckle down. You need to reserve the table now. I'm surprised you guys didn't go to Hot and Juicy in Vegas. Oh, I didn't go. I, it was twelve hours. Go back up. Go to sleep. It's not. It was, there's no time back then. Well, anyway, guys, like I said, it is starting to get late. It's been over three hours. Definitely the longest, <laughs> the longest show we've ever had, but it was great. It Woo! was so much fun. Whoa, okay, Sly. All right, come back. <laughs> He's quite excited. Bring the energy down yes. a little bit, Sly. You got you to stay hyped because you probably got to stream after this, right? Yes, I am um, after this. Yeah. I, that... uh, I am not. I'm going to rest any like, I am not. Oh, uh, well, when do you guys usually stream for anyone here, like other than yes. Mod Talk? 
Uh, Gilly, you guys go ahead. Oh, my... No, yeah. I'm going, Gilly. Damn it, Fine. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, he, he likes the abuse. He abuses me, I abuse him. It's a, it's a working relationship, you know. Anyways, um, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. is my normal streaming times, except for Friday and Saturday, which are until 4 a.m. So that's that's coming up. I've got about an hour from now when I usually start streaming. That's good, man. So yeah. you're East Coast? Yeah, East Coast. Yeah. Oh, God. Going back to East Coast time. That's going to be so <laughs> <laughs> So many differences. Oh, mine's the same time as Adagio. So we streamed at the same exact time, which I heard. Well, I mean, you are his pocket troll, so... Yep. Gotta be it's there. the best troll. Be <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I just stream like a few times a week. I actually don't stream that much, uh, and I usually do it uh, between 9.30 and 12.30 Eastern. Yeah. At night. Nice. Alright guys, well, on that note, I'm gonna cut the stream, get this uploaded onto, uh, <clears throat> onto YouTube, and uh, yeah, we'll talk more about being on Log Talk because I know, I know I'm interested. Slash says, he's always down. So we'll definitely right. be in touch about that, um, you know, throughout the week, depending on, you know, what schedule, what the uh, schedule ends up looking like for that. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Everyone in the chat, thank you so much for joining us for the post show. We had an extra long one on top of the extra long stream today. So uh, be sure to go support Mod Talk next Monday, regardless of whether or not that's a Monday that we're on. Just go support the show. Go support Mod Talk. <laughs> Oh, don't give me the whole, ah, oh, don't do that. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. Just More give me the wave, shit. like, ah, oh, you don't got to do that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's cool, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody, yeah. have a good night. We will see you next week for Stay the Realm, and they'll see you on Mock Talk. I know see you guys. Good night, guys. Bye, guys.